Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Tanner Wirtz. Tanner is the guitar player for the Ice Cream Militia. They're a local rock band here in Toledo, uh, but but they have the the reggae going on and the ska going on, and they got the prog going on, and uh, so they keep it interesting. They keep your ears uh, they keep your ears fed, whatever that means. Anyways, uh, that's coming up here in a few minutes uh, or seconds. I don't know. We'll see how long this intro goes. Uh, but first, head over to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the new album, 1018. I had the privilege of penning a few of the songs on these on this album, and uh, uh, me and my wife, Raina, are very proud of this album and want to share it with you. So go to RainaMystique.com, get your physical copies there, or you can go to Spotify uh, the, or Google Play or YouTube or anywhere you stream your music digitally. We'll be there. We got your back. <laughs> Uh, you could also go over to WeSpeakEnglishGood.net, uh, check out the newly redesigned website that my wife redesigned because whatever it was before was just not working. So <laughs> WeSpeakEnglishGood.net, go check it out, scroll through, you can listen to the podcast, check out some pictures and some past videos and the new videos that I'm putting up now. Uh, you can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. I actually just got another um, email from a foreign person, or and this is said, uh, this is what it says, uh, Amir. Amir wrote, hi, to be honest, I'd like to follow We Speak English Good. Amazing podcasts. How can I access two transcripts? Question marks. Thanks in advance, Edmir. Well, Amir, I just want to let you know, I'm sorry, there is no transcripts of the show. I do everything myself. I know there's services that pay for transcripts, and I know, uh, but but I do not have that service. So I do apologize, Amir, um, and uh, also, Amir, I, I don't teach anybody English, but uh, I speak it poorly. So thanks for listening, Amir. And, uh, and, uh, again, I'm sorry, I can't help you out, but, uh, you know, one love baby. <laughs> okay. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, at we speak English good. And, uh, you can also, uh, you know, um, share the podcast, review the podcast on iTunes or, or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast, share it. Anything helps. I appreciate any love that you feel that you want to give. Uh, so right now, I'm probably in flight uh, to Austin. It's going to be a crazy flight. Just to, It's Wednesday. Today, I'm recording this. It's Monday, but today's Wednesday. If you happen to be in the Austin area, please do go check out... Uh, um, 
the Skanks Roots Project. I'll be playing there at Flamingo Cantina at 5 o'clock for the normal cannabis kickoff uh, at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, but uh, I, I'll be probably maybe getting ready to get on the plane by the time this comes out. I don't know. But if you're hearing this Wednesday the 13th, Wednesday, March 13th, do go down to the Flam- and you're in Texas or in Austin, go check out the Skanks Roots Project. That came out all crappy. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, it's going to be a crazy day. I got to show up right from the airplane. I got to Uber straight to the club, set up my keyboard, play the show, and then I got to go figure out how I'm going to get my rental car. It's just going to be a busy day today, Wednesday. So, <laughs> again, please go check out the uh, Skanks Roots Project out at the Flamingo Cantina, out at the, cannab- uh, the normal cannabis kickoff uh, party, and uh, we'll be playing at 5 p.m., uh, whatever Austin time is. I don't know if that's Mountain or Central or whatever the fuck. Anyways, that's enough out of me. I'll see you guys on the other side. Uh Let's uh, kick on over to, where were we? Oh, we were at the West Branch Library here in Toledo, Ohio, uh, in the studio, talking to Mr. Tanner Wirtz of the Ice Cream Militia. This is my second winter since being back, so sure. it's not it's not terrible, but it's um it did take me some time getting used to, especially that first year where it like it was the first time that I experienced negative six degrees, um not including the wind chill mm-hmm. in like thirteen years. So it was, and I had the flu, and it was Christmas, oh, and it was just like it it was terrible. So great way to come back. <laughs> no, I feel you, cause dude, I was out in uh. Los Angeles a mm. few weeks ago for the NAM convention. Oh, nice! You went to Anaheim. Yeah, dude. hell yeah. Yeah, so we flew Detroit LAX. Uh, convention was in Anaheim. Uh, my my boss and I we went to NAM. We stayed we stayed in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the time was. I'm, I'm sorry. No, keep going. Keep nope, going. you're you are all good. Yeah, no. So, so the majority of the time was in Anaheim. Um, Kids ages three to seven. Come on down to the meeting room A and join Sarah for story time. We're going to read about dinosaurs today. Oh man, we're missing story time. <laughs> we're missing story Damn. time. Damn it! See, see, that's the that, that's the beauty about doing this in public now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have my own studio and my own space. Yeah. So now it's like I find different places to do it. And these are the charming side effects of that. If you listen to the Rover one, I mm-hmm. think that was kind of how we got in touch. Yeah, because you guys were at the Black Cloister. Oh, was, my God. That was, was the a- first episode I heard. Like, I heard what your a podcast. best. Dude, it, wor- it worked out. It's a fun right. aesthetic. Cause, right. Like, and you, you lock in, and it's something to kind of comment on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just- you're, all, you're all good, dude. But, yeah, we spent the ma- for going back to NAM. The mm-hmm. majority of the time was in Anaheim at the actual convention. Uh. So, cause I work, I work at a music store in South Toledo called All Star Music. Um, oh, a lot shit. of people, a Does lot of people. Byron work there? <clears throat> no, but a lot of people oh, remember as being Peeler music back in the day. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm burning Heather Downs. I know what you're talking about now. <clears throat> yeah, so you that, guys aren't really a storefront anymore, right? You, you guys have just like uh, beginner gear and like, and you focus more towards repairs or something. Uh, yeah, we we kind of your your basic gear 
essentials, strings, mm-hmm. picks. We do some. We do sell some instruments in store. We do a lot of ordering, but for the most part, our main thing is uh, lessons. Yeah. And one and one of the teachers we have is uh, Chuck Stoll from oh Damien. No shit, Chuck <clears throat> works at your shop. Yeah, dude. He was there back in the Peeler days, so he just yeah. kind of like stayed. I. That's how I kind of got over there. I've been taking lessons with him. Um, he's fucking incredible, dude. He's he's the man. He's a guy you gotta talk That's to. That's what you know. I've been trying to figure out where he's at. Even I found this old demo tape that somehow I got it. It was of his band, and it's this old demo tape, and it just says Chuck stole on it. And it's a, it's a tape, just like a cassette tape. Dude, I gotta hear that. I I, I don't have a tape player. And so it's just sitting at my house right oh, now, man. and I'm just like, I wonder how this turned out, because I have but, a tape player. <laughs> I have a tape player. We could we could fucking we can make it work. We can man. get past this hump real quick. Uh, so so uh, okay, right now. So we kind of got sidetracked, but like you were saying, you went to Nam. Yeah, so that's pretty. That was pretty much why we were out there, and then uh, so yeah, we were out there. Well, here's the thing. We we tried flying out there a couple of weeks ago. That mm. that last part of January, or, or that because I think I was like 19 through the 21st. That's when Nam was, I think, something yeah. like that. And that was when a lot of flights were canceled out here. Oh yeah, because like, of the vortex. Was that the yeah. vortex week? Yeah. So we got there. We were about to fly out on Wednesday. That Wednesday, but all the flights were canceled because it was just snow and ice yeah. all over the tarmac. So flight, so planes couldn't land. So that was Wednesday morning, dude. I swear to God. So we flew Spirit. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> I mean, no, it was nothing wrong with the airline. No, no, no. Spirit, as long as you know what you're getting into, <laughs> Absolutely. you're fine. You know, like just don't go there and act surprised mm-hmm. when they're like, you need to pay for that. And it's like, okay. Yeah, we, we dealt with some weird charges that we felt like we shouldn't have dealt with. But <laughs> Everybody the, does. Right. But the thing that got us was like, you know, airports are usually, or airlines, I guess, are usually pretty good about getting at you. Like, hey, listen, your flight's canceled. Mm-hmm. My boss and I, we literally got to the airport, and we were, like, at where you check in your luggage. Yeah. That's how close we were. Oh. Then we got the email. Like, I mean, it's only a 45-minute drive, so it's not we – but, right. I mean, it's still an inconvenience. Well, yeah, 45-minute drive in inclement weather as well. <clears throat> I think we were at the airport for a solid half an hour, and we still had to pay for parking. Ugh. Like $6 parking or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so we ended up flying out that, thir- that, that Thursday evening, mm-hmm. so we got there – 11 o'clock um, California time. And then that, f- <clears throat> so Thursday is pretty much a travel day. Friday, Friday, Saturday was Nam. And dude, the people I got to meet and see, it was one of those things like, I. so I've been playing guitar for about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually just celebrated 12 years uh, a couple weeks ago because it was the same day as my birthday. And that was a couple oh, nice. weeks ago. Um, Congratulations. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's crazy, literally, because I just turned 24. So, literally, half of my life has been dedicated to one instrument, That's in- which is kind of daunting. So, now at this point, it's like the majority of my life. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. It, going forward, you're going, you, you're going to be, yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. I looked at it the same way, actually, when I was 24. Did you? When I was 24, I was just like, wow, for over half my life, I've been playing music. I feel accomplished. <laughs> like, true. And, you know, and like, I don't know. At 24, I wasn't really accomplished. That mm-hmm. like I I, I really I'm definitely not saying terrible. I'm accomplished either, man. <laughs> well, no, I. But uh, I, at that moment, I, I guess all I was trying to do was tell you that I felt the same way. It's all good. And I just went on that s- silly little diatribe there. So, dude, I'm about <laughs> I'm about it. But yeah, dude, Nam, I got. I mean, the th- it's so it's a more of a conference. So it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to be. 
in the industry one way or another. Right. A lot of times it's like these bigger companies like Gibson, Fender, and then the artists they're endorsed with. But some of these you know, musicians are so famous, they can just walk in, no problem. Um, I was in a situation where, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of independent music stores all across the country. Yeah. So that was my end. Oh, tight. So yeah. if you have like a, if if you're if you're associated with an independent music store, you you qualify mm-hmm. to buy a ticket. Absolutely. Yeah, it, pretty much entry and all that. I didn't but know dude, that. the people. Yeah, but there's a there's a summer nam in uh, Nashville. That's more. That's a convent. That's technically a convention because that's open to the public. Oh, cool. I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure. I'm sure they have to pay something. I'm not sure how much, but yeah. anyone can go. Yeah. But so the conference was cool because, I mean, I was I'm a fanboy and I was seeing all these musicians like, I'm like holy shit that's John Petrucci holy shit that's Billy Sheehan and I got <clears throat> here's some of the people I got to meet I got no I'll show you pictures I got I'm to meet ready. Paul Gilbert okay I don't know who that is uh, instrumental guitar player he played with Mr Big oh okay um Rudy Sarzo <clears throat> terrible Dude, with names terrible you're all good. With names. <clears throat> Played bass for Ozzy in the early '80s, like it, and Quiet Riot, <laughs> okay, and White Snake. So when you hear "Come On, Feel the Noise" from Quiet Riot, that's him. That's him. Um, I got to meet Orianthe. She she played with uh, she played guitar for Michael Jackson like right before he died. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see this, is it? She's I do. in the movie. She's the girl. She's <clears throat> she's she's fucking hot too. Dude, she she's gorgeous <laughs> and she's super nice. I got is it, What is it about ladies who could shred <clears throat> that just makes you just like makes them way more hotter than <laughs> I don't know what it is. And, and I'm not trying to comment. It's like I'm, there's more it's like there's more to them. It's right, like, exactly. It's like they're badass. They're beautiful right. badasses. Beautiful yeah. badasses, yeah. man. Yeah, girls who can skate too. Girls like, who can skate. I can't skate with a shit, but for whatever reason a girl who could skate like do an Ollie or whatever the fuck. That's hot. Dude, I think it's tight. And, like, almost a lot of these women show up men all the time. Hell yeah. And she, I mean, I see her play, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. But then again, she's on that professional level. I'm not sure how old she is, but she's definitely been playing longer. I also got to meet Joe from Fall Out Boy. Okay. Um, and a guy named Glenn Hughes. He played with Deep Purple right back in the 70s. He's just a badass singer, bass player. Um. But like I said, a lot of it was just like walking around, seeing like all these companies yeah. with new products. Like I got to go to the Gibson room, mm. which is probably the size <clears throat> of the upstairs level at uh at the library here. Because with most of these companies are like booths, so when you think table, they have a display. Yeah. When you think of Gibson, Fender, Marshall, obviously they're some of the most massive companies right. in the industry. They have displays. <clears throat> like, they have entire sections. They have entire rooms. Yeah, like, like, they basically had, like, half a floor to themselves. That's how nice. crazy it is. But yeah. um, Nam's amazing. And then I also get to chill with the Reverend Guitar guys who are, you know, the Toledo Guitar Company. Yeah, so yeah. got to meet Joe Naylor, the guy who started it. Sweet. Um, I know a couple people who are rocking uh, Reverends around here. Yeah, well, you just met another one, dude. Oh, you rock one? Yeah, I got two of them. Is that what you record your last album with? Yeah, it sounded like I don't know why I, I heard like a maybe I think I'm wrong. It's uh, anyways, go ahead. I'm not yeah. gonna assume anything right now. Nope, you're all good. I'll tell you what I use. So, uh, well, I, so if if you guys don't know me, I'm Tanner Wirtz. I'm from the Ice Cream <laughs> I didn't, Militia. Team fucking introduce. You're all I'm good. Sorry. Hey, you're all good. Hey, well, you, if you want to do your intro, now go for it. Oh, the 
Uh, we're already in it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're in real time shit, man. Ta- ta- I'm being stupid. Ta- I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't, don't feel stupid. <laughs> I even, I like, even do like jazz hands. Like, yeah, yeah here he is. It's <laughs> he like, like the Family Guy. He did a like, whole presentation. He's a Family Guy. Like yeah. how to do like the big number. Yeah, the big, the big ending position. Yeah, dude. He did that. <laughs> he was about to do the can can. Uh, but yeah, no, no. It, I, I do like a quick intro at the at the top, like on my oh, own. Oh, dude, and that then, you're I, right. I kind of do bad. like the Mark Maron thing. If you listen to Mark Maron, I do. He was WTF. He's one, of, like, he's one of my guys, outro. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like, well, he's what like, what the fuck's up, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, but yeah, so Ice Cream Militia recorded with uh, you've talked to him, you've talked to about him before, Travis Guyman. Mm. We recorded with the man Travis Guyman at Bigfoot. He oh, also, Bigfoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. did like uh, Human Juice Box. He does all yes. their stuff. Um, yes. I think a lot of us like <clears throat> when we were looking for studios, we found Travis th- probably through seeing the Human Juice Box stuff. Being yeah, like, oh, that sounds sweet. It looks sweet. And they have yeah. like those like live in studio videos. Oh. So we thought it looked sweet and it sounds cool. So we went to him um, over at his studio, Mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the man. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's a very yeah. He's probably one of the most easygoing guys ever. Yeah. Like there's there's one song in their album called Icarus, and there's um I do a lot of leads on that song, um and there's one section where I was redoing it over and over and over again. But he was so cool about it. Like he was, you know, I was like, hey, can we do it one more time? He's like, he's just like, cool. Yeah. I was just saying, cool. <laughs> um, that's like. Cool. Like if you were to quote him, he just says "cool." But he's so easy going. He's yeah. and you know he's a guitar player himself. Um, he he knows what's up. I couldn't recommend I couldn't recommend him more. But um, yeah. So gu- guitar wise, so rec- so here's the weird. We recorded four songs mm-hmm. a year prior. Okay. As a because we just want to get some music out. So that was our Taster Spoon ah, gotcha, EP. Gotcha. And then uh, about not about not even a year later. We recorded the additional seven, which became Chocolate Cover Nonsense. So we took the original four and then the new seven and just, you know, made it made it the album. So mm-hmm. kind of like, so kind of chocolate or Taster Spoon was literally a taste, no pun intended, of the Chocolate Cover Nonsense. Gotcha. So on so on those, you know, this kind of ties in with the guitars. In the first four songs, mm. uh, Travis has a Japanese Fender Strat. Oh, nice. So that's what I use on those songs. I was going to say fucking Strat, too. When I was sitting there like, you know, I almost heard and I almost said Strat. Mm-hmm. And I stopped myself because I hate looking. <clears throat> I hate being wrong. No, you're I, correct. I, I like my ears and I think they're pretty accurate, but sometimes I just don't trust myself. No, dude. So. Those, no, the like, Jap- so some it's weird. Like Jap- Japanese Strats are just like incredibly made instruments and yeah. it sounded great, played great. And he just had in the studio. Um, yeah, I heard he has like a little... Like a little toy, like a toy room or whatever. There's mm-hmm. it's, it's like toys everywhere, old synths mm-hmm. and guitars. He's got amps. some old guitars. Like yeah. he has his first ever guitar, which is like a Les Paul copy. We didn't we didn't use that. The other the other guys in the band for the the first four songs they brought in their own stuff. Jake he has um <clears throat> an Epiphone Les Paul special. Here's what's funny, dude. It's like a seventy five dollar guitar. Mm. But he knows how to make it sound good. He also uses elixir strings, which really help kind of like boost up that tone. And then Kyle, he uses uh, he uses an airline. Okay. And he does have a duo Sonic, a Fender duo Sonic. I don't think he got that yet. Mm. So I think he used the uh, what's it called? I said the airline. Excuse me. So yeah, you, he he used that. 
So those were those were the main guitars on those first four songs. Gotcha. Um, and those songs, if <clears> I'm <throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but those are this those are the more like punkier up up beat songs, right? Like like the more reggae songs is the is the actual full length LP, or did you have that? Because I listened to like a string of the songs, yeah. So I, I'm not sure what fell where, but I, oh, I for some reason you. I feel like that the there was like more of a heavier element with the EP, and then once you went to the album, you guys kind of started mm-hmm. do like a little bit more reggae. But like I, I could be completely out. wrong. No, dude, you're no, no. I got, I got you. I can, I can explain that. So the EP is, uh, ooh, it is stay. Cheesy love song. Okay, so Alligator and Lucifer. So those are the songs I had to strat on. Those were some of our early songs. Um, so yeah, we we recorded those in a few, probably like a handful of sessions, and released that on all your, you know, essential streaming sites. And we kind of wrote on that for a while. Like, really, it was just a way to get ourselves out there. Right. Uh, yeah. The help. You know, social media is great, but you gotta have music. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard to find bands when they don't have music out, and that was our best way of going about it. And we loved what we did with Travis. Mm. So it's like, cool. Yeah. So, and a lot of it's also saving money and just really preparing. Sure. So we so we got these other seven songs <clears throat> ready to go. So, uh, yeah, so we got Stay, Cheesy Love Song, Lucifer, and Alligator. That's the EP. And the remainder of the songs you have <clears throat> First Lick, Steam, Conspiracy, High School Prom, Icarus... I feel like I'm forgetting, dude. That's okay. We we, we don't just uh, what <laughs> what I like about the what I like about what you guys. Oh, are and Succubus. That was one. Oh, right on. Yeah, like I, I I don't know any of the names of your song. I do know Cheesy Love Song only because that was like the first song I ever listened to because Fair. it's on your top. You know, I think it's your top song on Spotify. Yeah, it's even though we're not famous by any means, that's always like the song people want to hear. Yeah, and we had we've done a lot of shows where we don't do it. Is it is it one of those songs that because because it's beca- just like I don't know it's just like I feel like it was just a catch, I mean I'm just looking from an outsp- outsider's pers- yeah. perspective. It's a catchy song. It's very upbeat. It's right. in a it's in a it's in a major key. Right. So it's got a more like upbeat vibe to it in That's general. That's the one that has sort of the the '50s surfer type <clears throat> beat, or is that the reggae song? No, no this no, is cheesy love song. Cheesy love song is like kind of like. It's kind of like our Bowling for Soup song. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm. I wish. I wish. I, I mean, like, I, I, I'm. I'm terrible at doing research. Dude, I'm, I it's all anyway. good. But I'm gonna just play it just so I can get it in my head because it's already up. Okay. God damn it. Why don't we just play the fucking song and we'll come back and we'll talk? About it. Is it okay if we play that, or would you rather play a different song? Because you kind of had a little uh, apprehension towards this song. No, I didn't have apprehension. We can do that. We can play more than one song, by the way. Okay, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, so we'll put in cheesy love song here, and then go from there. Okay, so we'll listen to cheesy love song, and then we'll be back uh, with Tanner. Do do do. Okay, so my phones decide to suck ass. So whatever. Oh no, here we go. I'm trying to find cheesy love song. Why? Why Spotify? Why do you do this? Like we're in the middle of a podcast, and this is what I'm doing. And we're back. Thank you very much. I got this going. First lick. So, well, one of the things I wanted to say was because Cheesy Love Song is such a... um, There's some, like, really rocking songs on it. So it Mm -hmm. it varies from punk 
to like I mean like I hear fucking okay so first of all I hear Mike Gordon's voice okay in the vocals no offense it's all good I mean Fish isn't known for their strong vocals but and I was oh my god that's so <laughs> terrible I'm so You're sorry right. we no, like we like Fish no no um I I wasn't trying to shit on your vocals at You're all good. you sing too are Hell you the singer no. oh well, Oh well, another song I forgot. I forgot to mention legitness. Uh-huh. That's me. Oh, okay. Are you Can, the one that's yelling, kind of? Yeah, it's okay. very like Henry Rollins style, yes. like yelling. It's yeah. Like, so like it, it goes from like that kind of punk to a to a, to a prog. There's like a song. Like I think the first song on the album is like, a, like almost like a prog song, and it has. Yeah. And I hear like elements of metal. You know, like especially in the leads and stuff. Like you Guilty. guys will be thirding things up. And like, yeah. So like, talk talk to me about like what the <clears> idea <throat> was of making a a project that sort of just does whatever the fuck they want, including reggae. <laughs> I like that we do whatever the fuck we want. It's a great way of putting it, dude. Um, I mean, the five of us, we just all come. We just love all different kinds of music, and we're all. I mean, there's so many bands. For lack of a better term, we agree on, or like we meet in the middle. Mm. But then there's so many bands that we uh, just like our own taste that maybe the other guys don't listen to as much. Yeah. So like you you mentioned metal, I'm definitely like probably the metal guy in the band. Yeah. Um, so I started when I first started playing guitar, I was like you know ACDC, Kiss, Black Sabbath, Zeppelin. What was like, your first guitar? A an Austin Stratocaster copy. Gotcha. One of those. I feel like everybody starts with a copy or something. Yeah, and mine, totally. mine was a Strat copy. A Samet copy of a Strat. Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. Yeah, mine was in, mine's in Austin. Um, I started, I mean, my parent, my so I'm 24. My parents were, they came of age in the 70s. So, like, my parents graduated from high school in the late 70s. So, I always had classic rock. Yeah. Um, probably like a lot, like a lot of us did. Like our parents had classic mm-hmm. rock, a lot of Journey and Foreigner, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, the eighties when it started getting the late seventy to the eighties, those those uh, glam bands. Yeah, is that what they call it? Glam rock? Was yeah, like your like your Motley Crue's, your Poisons. Those oh, are the glam guys. Oh, that was the glam. What what did they call like Thin Lizzy and them? Probably seventies like, classic rock. Well, it was, but they had like a, a like there was a glam to them. Like well, like hair metal mm-hmm. is like Motley Crue is what I what I picture them, but they yep. called them. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck <laughs> about the semantics? It's Anyways, all good. You're, you're telling me about your. <laughs> you're about your parents and your taste in music. So go ahead, you're please. All, you're all good. Yeah. So it kind of stems from uh, all the classic rock I heard growing up. Yeah. And here's what's funny. My first two guitar heroes are Michael J. Fox <laughs> and Jack Black. Okay. So I always like music, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's interesting. Those are interesting. I, I mean, Jack Black is not bad. I mean, like as a singer and a performer, he's pretty decent. Dude, he's entertaining. Tenacious yeah. D slaps, dude. They're yeah, ill. They're but uh, the Michael, the Michael Jack Black, that kind of makes sense because yeah, yeah. of School of Rock. Right. That was a movie that changed everything for me. Oh wow. Because um, the intro. I mean, because the thing is, like you know, the actual kids in the movie who play the instruments, they're not that much older than me. They're probably like more so late twenties. Mm. So it's kinda one I was like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it kind of things. Yeah. And that was around the time I start want to start playing guitar. I was kinda getting discouraged because I'm like discouraged because Twinkle Twinkle Little Star isn't a bop. Right. And I was tired of like that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm not getting anywhere. I want to learn like songs. Right. And School of Rock introduced like A C D C Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, because they in Motorhead, because they reference all those right. bands. I eventually um 
you know, took the time to like listen to them on my own. ACDC was the first one. If you ever watch videos, like Angus Young's like probably one of the most entertaining guitar players live. Yeah, one, he shred he rips. Right. But he also just like has like the most amazing stage presence ever. Right. And I that that's kind of like what started the and ugliest son of a bitch in the world in a schoolboy <clears throat> outfit. I agree. Fucking shuffling across the goddamn stage. That's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. But I sorry I skipped over Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yes. The school dance scene in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was before School Rock. So Back to the Future Part One. When I was a little kid, if I see something cool that I liked, I'll probably imitate it. Like, right. you know, I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan, right? right? So I'll try and be a ninja, like, in my backyard Hell with, yeah. like, my When you're leaving the movie theater after you're watching Ninja Turtles, what are you doing on the way out? Ha! Gah! Bruh, you're kicking the air on the Cow way out of the bunga. theater. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, give yeah. me some pizza, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sh- sure. Master uh, Shredder. <laughs> um, but yeah, like with my with um, is that school dance scene where they where they do Johnny where he does Johnny be good. Right. Um, and that was like a really it's a really upbeat song, energetic, and the way they just poured, they made that what it was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of like I had like a a toy guitar you know yeah it's like the, it's like a six string guitar it was the size of ukulele but yeah. when you're a little kid it's a full size guitar i think i just remember like grabbing it and just kind of like yeah air guitaring with it like just hitting the strings right not making just making you know awful noises by hitting the strings yeah but that's what i think that's what kind of like got my interest in the guitar and then you know the school rock thing. So you're finding all these bands. Your parents like there's no like musical lineage at all. There, there's... there, there is. Um, my family is full of marching band people. Uh, academics. So, yeah. So most of most of my family played trumpet like in school band. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I did trumpet sixth grade through. So nothing like professionally though. Like, no, okay. not professionally. My my dad's an accountant for a billing company, and then exciting my, work. It is. Hey, he loves <laughs> it. Fe- well, see, if you love it, then that's fine. Right. For me, accounting sounds like brain melt. Oh, so dude, I, I took I took it in co- I, I'm still in college, but like I took classes on it. It sucks. So more power to him. <laughs> and then sucks. it sucks. And then my it and then my mom's uh my mom's the wellness director uh-huh. at the Wolf Creek YMCA. So be oh, so overseeing all the fitness center staff, right, all the right. coordinating uh like personal trainers mm-hmm. and their clients. So. That's kind of like the main. That's like the main thing she does. I love the Y. Do you still get a free <clears throat> membership? I do. Tight. That's I got the Y. I got like the Y thing on my keychains. We oh. speak, bro. Come on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got it around your neck. Goddamn. Goddamn. JCC, what's up? What up? I go. <laughs> yeah, dude. You have the JCC. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, on Sundays because they're the only ones that have childcare in the mornings. Oh, fair. So I'll hit up JCC. Their steam room could use some improving. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Wolf Creek, uh, Wolf Creek was cool. We had our son's birthday party there, not this last one, but the year before that. Uh, it, it was awesome because that that particular branch offers a Nerf gun war yeah, yeah, birthday yeah. party. How old your son? He, he, well, he just turned five, but this was for oh, his nice. fourth birthday. Okay, and he loved it. it. It was amazing. They like everybody was very kind. Cause they, isn't it? Did they have the party, the Nerf gun thing, and like 
you have the basketball courts, right? Like that indoor court. The event is it the the adventure zone, the adventure whatever. I guess because like I used to go there as a kid. Oh, that little part that that's kind of by the court that's sort of blocked off where people are like practicing. Yeah, there's like nets, kind of weird nets around it. No, no, it's actually past the. So you gotta walk through the gym to get there, or you can walk through the outside, I guess. And there's like another entrance on the side, and then there's like this whole room, and then there's a whole nother room in the back. So I think they just have like classes in there. Oh, like the was, the yoga, tai yeah, chi. Yeah, they'll have. They had back like there. A room, yeah. Gotcha. It was cool. The room was huge. <laughs> I'm sure people are very enthralled by my son's Nerf War birthday party. Dude, <laughs> dude Nerf Nerf Wars are fun, man. Fuck. Um, yeah. I, used, I used to attend, or uh, well, not attend, but my friend, <clears throat> my friend, uh, he he. Blah, 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 excuse me. Uh, his my friend Phil, his church always had Nerf, Nerf War nights. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of, it was a church activity, but he would like get all of our friends. Yeah. And we didn't even attend that church, um, but we would go and play Nerf guns. And this was like in high school. Hell yeah! So like, dude, I still play Nerf guns. That shit's yeah. amazing. <laughs> how, are, how are you, if I may ask? Oh, I don't care. I'm 35. I'm about to be 36. Nice, April. dude. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's happening. It, it is happening, dude. Twenty. Turn tw- 24 was weird. Yeah. Because it's like, so I'm still, a, I still go to UT. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a fifth year. I'll be done in May. But uh, I'm just seeing all these like young, like all these uh, freshmen. They just seem so young. Smaller. Smaller. Here's the thing. They this grow is, smaller now. They kind of do it. And here's <laughs> what's weird. This is the first generation, or this is like the first group of college kids that were mm-hmm. born in 2000 and on. Yeah. So like the current freshmen, either born late 99 or early mid 2000. Yeah. I'm like, there's kids born in the 21st century that go to college. Because yeah. I was born in 95, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, man, this is weird. It, it's getting – no, it, it's totally getting weird. I mean, and <clears> I got <throat> 10 years on you, so it's mm-hmm. like to see, like, the next generations coming up and just – because you were kind of like you're a kid, the, you're a kid. <laughs> so you were the kid of the '90s, right? Like you yeah, were definitely a '90s dude, for sure. Heck yeah! So I'm um, early 2000s. Yeah. So I was probably I was probably more mid late 2000s, mm-hmm. and then the the teens, as we call it, the right. 20 teens, the 20 teens, the 20 teens. So you uh, your parents <laughs> just had a had an interesting taste of music that kind of rubbed off on you, and then mm-hmm. so because like, like I swear to God, I was listening to a song. I was like, dude, this sounds like a Metallica fucking. Metallica is like, one of my. <laughs> so another, the other one, the other guys, Jake, him and I, he, him and I bond the fuck over Metallica. <laughs> we actually just, him and I, we saw Metallica together in Cleveland. Mm, nice. Um, Where at the, the uh, Quicken Loans? This was back on February first. The, the the big arena. Yeah, where the Cavs the play. The Cavs. Okay. Yeah. So here's a sweet. I didn't even know they're on tour. <laughs> yeah, they. That waters for you, by the way. If oh, you need thanks, it, man. Um. Yeah, they they've been doing different legs of tours, and this is one of their last legs of the Midwest. Right on. Um, well, sweet is they didn't have an opening band. Oh, they, they had they had Jim Brewer, the comedian. Oh, <coughs> dude, actually, I heard about this just through podcasts <coughs> because I heard that Jim Brewer was opening up for fucking. Dude, it was sweet. He did some of the joke. He did you know he did some jokes because his whole aesthetic is like he's you know a funny ass comedian, but he's also a major. Yeah. hard rock and metal fan right. so he references a lot like he talks a lot about acdc mm. and he um, does a great impression of um brian johnson yeah i guess you saw that video where he's like brian johnson but he's like singing there's a video of him as special where he's singing like brian johnson but he's singing row 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 your boat 
He's like, I can make any song sound badass just by being Brian Johnson. I, I think and I'm it, not I'm not gonna do an impression because I don't want to hurt your listeners' ears, dude. Oh uh, well, no, don't. It's worry. a gravelly voice, man. I can't do it. <laughs> well, the uh, I think I have seen that. <laughs> I think that's a pretty old bit, though, right? It's no, like, it, it's oh newer. yeah, it's it's a while. It was from a while ago. But, like um, maybe Premium Blend was it from his Premium Blend set or his early Comedy Central sets? Probably, See, probably I'm, something I'm like that. I'm dating myself because I remember when that shit was new as a kid. Because when I was growing up, be, oh, I'm kind of I'm switching gears to comedy. You're but old. like, I mean, Dude, I, I love I love comedy. I grew yeah. up on comedy too. Like, I remember, in, especially in junior high, watching so many specials on Comedy Central. Yeah, man. Comedy honestly, Central I was like, honestly, I was religious with Comedy Central. Nice. Because that's like, you know, South South Park rules. Hell yeah. All those, you know, early comedy specials. Mm-hmm. Um I love the Daily Show when Jon Stewart was yeah, on it. Jones Trevor Noah's sweet. Yeah. Um I miss I miss the Colbert report. I know. That was one of my favorite shows. So Colbert, I was Colbert, that character was so fucking good. And when they ever did the roast, the Comedy Central roast. Those are good, yeah. Totally. Man. No, yeah. So I grew up dude, I grew up on all this stand up comedy exactly like you're about to go into, man. Well, it I mean it's just it, I mean like fuck it. <clears throat> when I was younger in my younger years, it was like the old reruns of of, of SNL from like the Adam Sandler, Phil Hartman. Oh dude, days. I was about I'm about Chris that. Chris Farley, like the kids in the hall mm-hmm. when they had that on repeat all day and, and you know just like whatever was on there the stand-up mm-hmm. special it's just that whole time period now and, and you see all those comics who are doing that now who are mm-hmm. like who are the ones that are on top now you know so it's, it's yeah i mean that much time has passed i agree another thing with comedy central is that's more around the time when dane cook yeah dane cook big. took his yeah totally and when do when you're i mean he's a very controversial comedian with what he you know a lot of penis masturbation fucking right. jokes or whatever but dude when you're in junior high and you're when you're a junior high boy yeah. and you're hearing this shit yeah. it is the funniest shit you of have course. ever heard because he's talking about like masturbation jokes and you're like 12 13 years old and you're crying and that's all you're doing is fucking sitting there beating the shit out of your dick it's like that's all that's happening yeah that essentially <laughs> it's, I but, mean, uh, but that's i mean that's just natural. and then like dude lately i've been going back watching uh like and Netflix is tight with this. Oh bit. yeah, they have a lot of Sam Kinison up there. Oh, I haven't seen any of his dude. Sam Kinison. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. Yeah, dude. One one of my favorite bits he does is when he pulls out an audience member. He asks him like a, about a bad like relationship story. Yeah. Like the one he pulled up was a guy. A guy came up and was like, "My girlfriend at the time had sex with my brother." So they literally get the girl's phone number. <laughs> Sam calls him like calls him on stage and like you know the fo- the whole phone is like going through the entire system so everybody in the audience can hear and he's just like you can just hear the conversation with him with Sam and the girl on the phone yeah. and he calls her out on stage <laughs> um i forgot which it's one of his last specials he did that but dude it's so funny um bill hicks is another guy i really really bill like hicks, yeah, that man. dude yeah. didn't Give a fuck. No. That guy was savage. And of course I'm <clears throat> I always loved uh I always like watching George Carlin. Yeah. Here's this funny dude. I'm a huge I was a huge, huge, huge mm. uh Thomas the Tank Engine kid okay. back in the day. Uh, yeah. And here's this funny George Carlin did a live of the voicing for those movies. Oh no. Kinda sh- like you know, like Ringo Starr did it, Alec Baldwin did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George Carlin did that too. Oh. So it's funny going from George Carlin being the voice of like Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. To George Carlin, 
the comedian, which is night and day right, right. on the most extreme level. Right. George Carlin, man, I mean, <clears throat> like, people remember, you know, the guy, but, uh, you know, that for, with all the specials and stuff, but that mm-hmm. dude really helped shape the way comedy is done now mm-hmm. and, and and like he was one of the ones who was going to jail back in the day <clears throat> with lenny bruce mm-hmm. um you know all just the cocaine's by, all the cocaine binges and all well that. well well lenny bruce ended up dying from heroin but uh, uh, okay. but yeah carlin was a cocaine binger i, I believe mm-hmm. and pills uh, i don't know why i know all that but uh, it's it's well documented right right exactly but he was going to jail just from language Mm-hmm. And so he had this bit. It was like the five or seven oh, words you the, can't say on TV. The, se- the seven, yeah, whatever words. And he was just said, and he would go to jail for that routine. So it, it's interesting. He the, like those guys. Like, like they kind of paved the way for for free speech and <clears throat> pushing general. the limits. Yeah. Um. Limits. I mean, another guy is Richard Pryor. Yeah, of course. Dude, one of my favorite jokes of his is a cocaine bit he does, <laughs> where he's like, "I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells." That's the <laughs> most ironic shit ever. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, Jun- just that quick one-liner, absolutely. Because he could he could do like full-on chunks of material, <clears throat> at, or just a one-line. Like he was just a master of mm-hmm. the craft, just a, a, a surreal student yeah. of comedy, and someone who sort of transcended it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. dude, with Jun- <clears throat> with my junior high time, because I started playing guitar when I was towards the end of fifth grade, going to sixth grade. So like junior high is where I developed, you know, my love for comedy and all that. Yeah. And then all my music. You know, my music taste which kind of goes back to the, you know, starts start with Michael J. Fox, started with Jack Black, and then listening to all these bands. But, like, a lot of bands my parents did listen to, Journey Foreigner, like we said. Um, <clears throat> I heard them all the time in the house. Um, we always had classic rock station on the car, so 93.5, 94.5, which I ended up working for them. Eventually, okay. we can we can go into that. Sure. Um yeah, so like my yeah, with my family, <clears throat> no, my cousin my cousin plays guitar. Back he did back in the day. I don't think he did, does much anymore. But almost pretty much everybody's like a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Um, I they played, just played in school and played in school band. Fun. Um, yeah, like junior high, high school. Um, I played trumpet through college at UT. So. I was at the oh, collegiate sweet. level, and then so you so can you still play <clears throat> trumpet? Do you play it still? Or? Um, I mean, I only I just recently ended my marching band time a few months ago. I mean, uh, like, so, but have you ever thought of being like? I mean, you play <laughs> reggae, and reggae horns are tight. Mm-hmm. So, like, have you ever thought about doing like some horns? No, that's why I got friends for that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I feel you. Yeah, we. Uh, I feel you. The dice crew militia. We added a brass section, so okay. I can. We can get we can get into oh, that. Oh, cool! So your 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 live shows consist of a, of a horn section now. Yeah, we got two trumpet players, two trombone players, oh. a sousaphone slash tuba guy, and then like wow. uh, auxiliary percussion. So like tambourine shakers, oh, so all the extra all stuff. Out. Yep, we're the ice cream militia and the push pops. There's eleven and of the us. Push pops. Yep, we're <laughs> okay, slip we're Slipknot plus two, man. Slipknot plus two because they have nine guys. I'm like, well, we have eleven. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day where it's like, how Slipknot coordinate band schedule like schedules they practice jesus <laughs> and i'm like try 11 yeah well we, we make it work man well it's uh no because i my background is in reggae uh <clears throat> yeah come from uh the socal like cal cal roots reggae. yeah yeah i don't know if you're familiar like yeah absolutely no, we are and uh dude Re- tribal seeds revolution we've seen stupid dude we're all about those guys you ever pacifier 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Pass, Pacifier yeah, is one of my favorite case, groups. Carlsbad. Um, yeah. Actually, actually, Pacifier is from Savannah, Georgia. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Oh. Everybody else is from California, but what they're from fuck? Savannah. But are they are they out? Are they located though in California now? Uh, I'm not. I'm not 100. percent But because they're they're the ones who are like kind of ska punky <clears throat> too, right? They kind of have a punk element to it. Or am I yeah, thinking of a totally they, different band? No, I'm thinking of Pepper. My bad. Oh, dude, Pe- Pepper. Dude, literally, all, literally, all these band names you're mm-hmm. listing off. Yeah, they've been a huge part on the reggae. The reggae starts the the reggae side of the I, I, ICM, and it was Jake, um, our guitar player, keyboardist, singer. He's the one who really brought that reggae oh, influence okay. when we first started way back when. Um, yeah, pretty and kind of going back to all the music styles. Like I was definitely more the the metal classic rock guy. Yeah, yeah. Jake Jake's one of those guys. I like pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but I think I had those kind of specific elements. Like, I mean, I love lead players <clears throat> like Kirk Hammond from Metallica, Randy Rhodes from Ozzy. Um so I mean I'm a lead guy and I love those kind of players and just that heaviness and I try to incorporate the way I do. I know a lot of reggae bands do that now or heavier guitar, more yeah, totally lead guitar S <clears throat> thing. I know Re- Revolution does a good job of that. Mm. I mean all pass yeah, Pacifier all- kill Pacifier has a mate I mean they they're all amazing musicians but What's cool is I I got to see Pacifier. I've seen Revolution. I've seen Tribal Seeds. Mm. Uh, The Expendables or The Extendables. Yeah. Another, another, another great band I got to see. Um, Yeah, they're great. Yeah. No, we. I played with all those guys before. Yeah. Um, Just actually, the not this last album, but the albums before that of my band Skanks Roots Project. Mm Uh, we were under. I don't know if you. He's he was part of Tribal Seeds, but uh, Ian Young. Sure. He's a he's a keyboard player. Um, we, those were released under his label, so it's kind of my background of mm-hmm. reggae, anyways. And and for the longest time, I was out in San Diego. I <clears throat> couldn't stand that SoCal. <laughs> Because it was probably shoved nerd. down your throat. It man. was, it was, and and like all I saw was a lot of people just trying to be sublime. But then I kind of once mm-hmm. I started getting more into the scene of it, you kind of see, you start to see like the people who are really incorporating, like bringing something new to mm-hmm. it. You know, so it's not just that it's not just like Bradley Knoll and the you know ska and all that it, mm-hmm. they're, they're really expanding it and bringing it, it making it more inclusive and like you're saying that like those heavy lines like mm-hmm. I know tons of band like Jay Book oh my god fucking the guitar Jay Book from, yeah like he, he plays a Parker and like man <laughs> he plays a part and so like they have a lot of those breaks where it's like mm-hmm. and their endings are like huge like runs you know like like metal runs. i see a lot of these guys use like yeah. yeah i use i see a lot of these guys use les pauls and they're great mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can use those things for anything yeah um so i see a lot of guys using those for <clears throat> the heavier stuff like right. and so, they have that great clean tone as well for like the the skanks <clears throat> i guess mm-hmm. if we're talking about that if we're talking specifically about the reggae but absolutely but which, les pauls are like a very dynamic guitar absolutely like, and then going back fun. to and going back to reverend they've been stupid stupid dynamic they're just the way they're made and they sound are incredible and so the guys take care of you I've over never, there i didn't i well i knew that there were they were based here but like mm-hmm. i didn't I see all these players around town playing them, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh shit, cool!" Like because they look cool and all that. But <laughs> yeah, what? How long have they been around? 
So the company started was started by Joe Naylor in 1997. Okay. Um, up in just outside Detroit. Okay. I think Warren. I think that area. Yeah. Um, and then it moved to Livonia, Michigan, and then it moved down to Toledo. And the current headquarters is in Sylvania Township, right by Taylor Kia. Okay. Off of Central Avenue. Yes. I actually live, I swear to God, I live the street behind them. Oh, okay. To get from my house to Reverend, uh-huh. 10, 15 seconds by uh, car. Tight. That's how close we, That's how close it is, man. So are they like, are, are they like boutique guitars or are <clears throat> they, do they have like, you know how like Les Pauls have like mm-hmm. the studio miles or is that what they are? The the lower end miles. You know, there's the there's Squire and there's yeah. the, the Strats or whatever. Um, Reverend, do, do, Reverend's a little bit of everything, man. Okay. Um, like what what's the average guitar gonna cost? I, I know it all depends, but like what what would you say that it costs? Oh, how much did you pay for your guitars? Uh, if you don't mind. No, of course, <clears throat> of course not. Um, here's the thing. They gave me a discount on my newest one. Okay. So. Instead of paying eleven or twelve hundred, okay, with the case, I paid just over seven hundred. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you got a, you got a, you got an in over there. I, I'd like to think so. I mainly, I mean, I'm first and foremost friends with all those guys like Zach, Andy, Zach, um, Ken, Ken and Penny are amazing over there. Tim, they're just amazing people, and <clears throat> I didn't ask for it. I just, I just became friends with them over yeah, time, yeah. and. They just hooked you up. They they and they do that for a lot of people. They're just really nice people. They're all about the community. But get, kind of going what you, kind of going back. Probably like between, probably between the six fifty a thousand. Mm-hmm. For the most part, that's what their most guitar, their most of their guitars cost. A lot of it's like it has to deal with like you know you have your set necks, mm-hmm. which are like you know the the one piece guitars that. Those probably be a little more expensive, right? And then you have the bolt-ons, but kind of going back to the boutique or not, it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the double agent, which is probably one of their more popular models, it's a bolt-on. Um, <clears throat> they kind of call it the workhorse, where it does a little bit of everything. Great for the studio, great. I mean, all their guitars can do anything, but probably when you think your your basic line, but like gets the job done. Probably the double agent, and then it just kind of goes up from there. Gotcha. So. Do they do they have like hollow bodies and stuff? Yeah, that's what uh, my new one is. It's the oh, okay. the Reverend Manta Ray. Mm. Um, I compare it to the Gibson ES three three five. Just like yeah. the hollow body, the semi hollow body, thin body, uh, mm. two humbucker setup. And I'm but I'm mostly a flying V guy. I'm one of the few guys around here who use a flying V, which. People hate it, but I don't care. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I was like, when I saw, because I was looking at your Facebook and I mm-hmm. saw some pictures of you with the fly. I was like, <clears throat> it makes sense. When I was yeah. listening to this, it makes sense that there's that there's those elements. That's how metal I am. I use a V, man. That's how fucking metal I am, bro. <gasps> fucking brutal. <laughs> what was that? What was that show on Adult Swim? Um, Metalocalypse. Thank you. Dude. Yeah, dude. Amazing show as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh yeah, so like that you're probably that black V. Mm. Uh that's the Reverend Volcano. That was the first ever oh. that was the first guitar I got. Well I didn't buy I didn't get through them. I got it from uh That's a Reverend. Yep. Wow. I got I got it from Music Around okay. over by Franklin Park Mall. Um here's what's funny, so it's used. It was like six fifty, which you know, it's a lot cheaper, but it's used so they mark it down a little bit. I was like, Man, why is this so why is it the price it is and like 
why would someone get rid of this? Because I played it. I'm like, I'm sold. Right. They're like, the guy didn't like the shape. I'm like, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. V's, you know, they look stupid or mm-hmm. they look kind of weird. They make sense. Because when you look at the V, I mean, the main pe- the main thing people say are like, you can't sit down with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. You got the V. <clears throat> you got where the two ends meet. I don't right. know. I don't know how to describe it, but I'm using my hands. It's where Well, it's like a triangle. <clears throat> like The body is kind of like two triangles sticking out. A, People don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. So you got the V, and the top point is like where like the body actually is a thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you have that top corner. Put it on your leg, you know, like on your thigh. Right. And oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I hate alarms. I wake my, up to one every day. Uh, they're terrible. <laughs> I, that's the call my mom. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> I have to have I'm, an alarm to call my mom every day, or I'm else I mom. won't. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. No. I don't allow that shit. It's, uh, all, <laughs> so, it's all good. So the flying V does fit. You just kind of got to angle it up a little. It's more. almost more comfortable because mm. one, you're not slouching, but it's yeah. also think of how you sit with a classical guitar, just like, or like an upright even. It, it makes total sense. Mm. They just sound badass, and they're very versatile. <clears throat> but um, that black flying V, I bought. I bought that right before I recorded the last seven songs for the album. Gotcha. So that's the guitar I used uh, <clears throat> on uh, everything except Cheesy Love Song, Alligator, Lucifer, and Stay. Okay. Everything else was that Japanese strap that uh, Travis had. So literally, I bought the guitar, Yeah. took it to Travis's, I popped some new strings on it, went to work. Nice. And... Here's the thing, Reverends are made so well that, I mean, they're the kind of guitars where you can pick them off the shelf. Yeah. Hit up Frankie's Ottawa Tavern, a basement, wherever you're playing at, go at it, play, man. Let's give them, a, give them an example of the of that <clears throat> guitar. Um, what's a good one that kind of features that guitar, like, it, in the way that oh, you would want to present it? Yeah, like, maybe in a metal <laughs> way, or like... Maybe yeah. Let's uh, let's give them a song that kind of has those like metal licks okay. and shit going on um, into it, and uh, and so they kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd say Icarus. Icarus. Because Icarus, um, it's that proggy song, the second to last yeah. song. Is that the first song on the album? No, that's the second to last. Oh okay. Um, but Icarus is very progressive. It speeds up. Okay. But it's like full. <clears throat> it's just full of leads everywhere that I do. There's one part towards the end where it's like. A three-part harmony. Right. That do all the leads with oh, that. Oh, it stops, right? It, like, actually breaks into a harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then maybe I just listen to this <clears throat> out of order. Because it's all good. That is the, that is exactly. Because that's even, <clears throat> that's where I got another Fish reference. Not only because of the, they sound like Mike Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I hope your singer don't take offense to that No, do we like, we like Fish. Yeah. We've fish, talked about Fish. <laughs> uh, but... But even breaking down in those like harmonies, like because Fish will do that too. But there's tons of bands that do that. Mm-hmm. But but because of the vocal, I think, and that break, I was just like, oh yeah, I hear that. And, and Fish is kind of proggy too. Yeah, well, well, like real proggy at, at times. This is cheesy love song. Yep. Okay, this is not the song that I was thinking of no. when I was trying to describe it. But yes, this is that very like okay. It's kind of like her Bowling for Soup song. Cause it's just yeah. Probably because like they have an amazing writing style where it's just did ironic. Did we throw to did we throw to Icarus, or did we just start talking about fish? No, we went from fish to Icarus, I think. But did we throw to it? Well, we did, were talking about how it's like. I'm sorry. Did we introduce it so we can hear it on the show? 
No, but we can. Let's do okay. Let's do that before we start talking about what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> We're gonna listen to Icarus off of your last album, which is called Please Cheesy or th- th- sorry, Chaka Covered Nonsense. All right, we're gonna we're gonna listen to that. Then we'll be right back. <laughs>
melt as I drift into the sun Lay with fire, those surely burn Damn it sure is fun Okay, I'm so sorry. You're I, good, man. This, I feel like that I've been just been everywhere and not on we have a lot task. to talk we have a lot to talk we about and that's we fine do. with me man okay so what were you saying before i completely <clears throat> interrupted you just to say you're all good just to throw to icarus yeah you're good so uh yeah so Ic- icarus it's very just a very prog it's about the the story of icarus the wax wings when you go fly to the sun they melt right that's what the song's about and it's very proggy like it starts off slow then the eventually builds up as the song builds up i try to build up the leads Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of playing to the song right it's a lot of just like dynamics um and then it just you know it just gets heavier than i want i want the leads to be a little bit more chaotic Mm -hmm. and then at that point then we go back to the reggae thing we drop down do a reggae section and then we bring back that common theme and then at that point is where i do like the three-part harmony Mm mm-hmm Cause I did, there are some parts where I just didn't want to shred. Yeah, yeah. Really, the one part of shred is kind of like towards the before the reggae part, mm-hmm. or just straight shred. The other stuff I was trying to do anything melodic. And then this last part, so I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Brian May from Queen, uh-huh. and he's the master of putting like harmonies together and just mm-hmm. it's almost a song within a song, very sy- symphony like. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you just you listen to that, it's kind of like you think of like each each like you know it's very sec- orchestrated exactly yeah. each section doing her own thing and uh i sort of took that approach uh with uh that part of solo where there's like it starts off as two things and then a third element comes in honestly it kind of stems back from marching band mm. um excuse me i'm gonna take drink some aquafina shout out aquafina <laughs> shout out aquafina thank you mm-hmm. for uh being the devil of <clears throat> water um, and ruining, uh, in, <laughs> what what do they do? They buy up land and they buy mm-hmm. up the land rights, and they they actually steal waterways. They steal like water from people's communities, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they sell it back to them. It says they're very. Kind. It says purified drinking water, but their intentions aren't very pure. But at no. the same time, Aquafina, pure water, perfect taste. There you I go. say commercial. Um, but yeah, going back to <clears throat> the three-part harmony with Icarus. So, and it's and it's common for marching band to have sections have multiple parts within the section. Mm-hmm. So with trumpets, there's like trumpet one, trumpet two, trumpet trumpet three. Trumpet three is like the very basic, like the lower end stuff. Mm-hmm. Trumpet two is in the middle, mm-hmm. and then trumpet one is usually the high the high register, usually like the mel the main melody right. or the the the, mo- the main theme. So I tried to incorporate that, like, what would a trumpet one part or a trumpet one part be, a trumpet two part, a trumpet three part, and I just, I don't know, I just, from my experience, and then like playing that kind of music, it'd be kind of cool to write something yeah. based off of that. So and here, here's the thing about ICM: we all met in UT's marching band, mm-hmm. so we all have like a very strong musical background. Oh, cool. Our drummer, our drummer Zach, I actually went to. I went to high school with them. We both graduated from Sylvania Southview. Okay. So we knew we already knew each other. We played in jazz band together, and so like we already had like a history of playing with yeah. each other. And then we uh, we met the other three in college, and then you know throughout the course of different member changes and pretty much kind of figure out what we want to do. Um, 
that's how myself, Jake, Jared, Kyle, and Zach, we became the ice cream militia. Lactose and lactose tolerant Brock, man. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and so there is there is a there is a sense of humor with the band. I mean, like a name oh my like God, Ice yeah. Cream Militia. Mm-hmm. You can't take. I mean, I I I respect you guys on a serious level, but you can't take a band with a name like Ice Cream Militia too too serious. No, one hundred percent. We don't take our we're serious we're serious musicians mm. who think who don't take ourselves too seriously. Like one of our hugest, hugest, hugest influences are uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Oh, okay. And they're kind of like that same thing. I work. Com- I compare them to you know. I I compare the two because they're a party band. Yeah. You know they're a party band, obviously on their level. We started out as a party band, playing in basements at college parties, mm. like for our friends. You know, right. it's in which I miss basement shows because they're just. You're yeah. playing for you're playing for your drunk friends, man. Well, yeah, and it's fucking it's, fun. It's an attentive audience. It it they're, is. They're there to fucking party with the band, mm-hmm. right? No, when you're at a fucking place like maybe Frankie's or OT, we make we make it a party. You can make we it. We try party. to at and, least. And I'm not I'm not, I'm not trying to speak on <laughs> your behalf, but I'm just saying like every musician's had that time when they're playing to an indifferent crowd who is just giving nothing back. Yeah. And all, and you're giving everything, and then when you get off stage, like you're just like, I just want to go home and crawl under my bed. We we've all had shows there. like that. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been very lucky that our shows have been successful in the sense yeah. of like the vibes are good because mm-hmm. we just want we have fun on stage. And is Ice Cream Militia your first like t- uh, gigging band? Or? No, this okay. is like my fourth or fifth one. Dude. Oh, okay, okay. I've been playing in bands since uh, sixteen. So so did you when you first got into it uh were you going for like the metal and the hard because Toledo actually has like a uh, when you look at some of the bands that they're mm-hmm. listening to the music like it's some solid shit here <clears throat> when it comes to like metal and Dude, we got I, I we don't got everything. know what you even call it anymore but we got do we got everything here right and, and what's weird what's funny about Toledo is um well, there's a history of heaviness here as well. I I mean, think. it's like you've just talked you've talked about in past episodes. We are blue collar city, yeah. And we, mm-hmm. in this in this whole region, harder harder music does really really well. Yeah, it gets you pumped to go into the factory and yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and work your soul away. <laughs> no, no offense absolutely. to. Oh my god, that's awful. No, nah, dude, I, you, you know I constantly man. am backpedaling, but I've said so much worse shit about, especially about Toledo, in my lifetime. No, I mean, not really I, a mic though. No, no, dude. I'm I've listened. I've. I'm Mike. I've talked shit, but Hi, you know, it's like I, it's my own shit. You know, it's my own projections. And dude, you're it's, doing so it. It's, it's whatever. all good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Toledo's always been a work. You know, blue collar mm-hmm. city. Um, I mean, the whole region kind of is when we look at Chicago, oh. Cleveland, Detroit, Detroit, fucking. This, it's yeah, just this Motor whole city, area, yeah. Motor City, man, and so that's why heavier bands do well here. Rock and roll started here. One of one of the birthplaces of rock and roll. You know? Absolutely, dude. Um. So, and it's kind of weird because, like, well, I know I've so I've been in different, you know, I've been in different bands throughout the years, and I also feel like the scene, you know, every scene goes through phases. Yes. But a lot of times I see phases where one style mm-hmm. is really, really, really big. Yeah. And then it shifts to something else. Like, so I started going to shows when I like two thousand eight. Yeah. And this is from my own observation. Please. I can't speak I for mean, the whole scene. I, but I, I want to know because I wasn't here, so. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, 2008, I feel like a lot of, lot of I just remember so many punk bands. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I remember one of my first shows with a band called The Shame Game. Mm-hmm. They were, like, the first band because, like, I knew them from, like, school or whatever. So, like, they are the first, like, local band I remember going out to see because they're, like, oh, they're my friends playing. And, like, and they did the whole Frankie's thing. Like, Sweet. those those venues with when uh, Innovation was Verso Group. So, like, back in the Verso Group days. Gotcha. Um, and it then, was still, like, pay-to-play type stuff. I think so. I don't know, yeah. really know much how it worked back then. I didn't p- start playing shows until 2012. Gotcha. So 2008, and then between that, I was oh, just yeah, going yeah. to shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, That wasn't your band. You That was the first band you went yeah, out yeah, and yeah. saw. Gotcha. Yeah, so then it's just I just felt like it went in different phases. Like, I remember like a lot of like punk and like the screamo. Hard rock and metal has always been around. Yeah. But they're always like the, the, the different stuff. Right, and they kind of, and it does kind of follow the trends of what's popular of of the time. Absolutely. But there's always I call it hot topic rock. Like hot topic all the scre- rock. Thank all you. the other like screamo bands. Yes. Like, I mean, I Bullet you guys know my Valentine is that screamo or, Ish, or was it Avenge Sevenfold? Were they? I, I like put those. Avenge. I love both those bands. I put yeah. the more. I put them more metal, but they got no. the screamo elements. I'm thinking more like, um, the devil, <clears throat> the devil wears Prada, mm. Miss May I, um, like Escape the Fate, like you know, like those mm. those kind of bands. I call them Hot Topic Rock <laughs> because I feel like people got those the shirts from those bands right. either at their shows or a Hot Topic, and everybody everybody who like listened to their music or yeah. worked at Hot Topic they all kind of work together. Right. So it's a stupid subgenre. I just call Hot Topic Rock. I like that actually. It's like there's like butt rock. It's like old man rock, mm-hmm. you know, like I like hot topic rock. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it works. <clears throat> Absolutely. White boy reggae is what white I boy reggae. Is how I refer That's us, to man. the SoCal fuck yeah. And, That's how and we are. It, it, whatever. We're <laughs> lactose tolerant white boy reggae dudes. <laughs> um but yeah, so like <clears throat> and then 2010, 2011, 2012, I feel like it was a little mix of everything. Um, and that was in an alternative band at that time. That was so my first my first band started doing shows. We started in 2011, mm. and then we started doing shows in 2012. Like I think our <laughs> our first ever gig, and this was my really my first ever gig with a band. Truthfully, like I did something with um, friends for like Southview's Bow the Bands type show. Mm. So we just grabbed some friends together. We call ourselves the Awkward's. We just did some <laughs> cover songs. Um, but my first band, Eyes in the City. Our first ever show was a high school speech and debate tournament <laughs> where we were like, you know, they had like a break from all the, you know, speeching and the debating and all that. Mm. And we were the, and we just kind of provide entertainment. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, it's kind of dude. Was it, it wait, wait, and what kind of music? Is it alternative? Yeah, alternative. Okay. So, um, so it wasn't metal. No. Were, were, you weren't, you weren't doing your metal leads in that band either? Mm. I was. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. But I, I've, I think I've always been able to adapt. Yeah. Um, the thing I've always loved me- about all these metal players, especially the guitar players, Kirk Hammond, Randy Rhodes, George Lynch, Jim Root, um, Zach Wilde, all these quintessential metal players, the musicianship's just amazing. Right. And so I take that and then just apply it to wherever I can. And, you know, I, I am – that's the thing. I always I want to shred so bad at everything. <laughs> But I'm, but at the same time, I'm always making sure to be conscious. Yes. But at the same time, it's like I'm glad I like all different kinds of music mm-hmm. and not just metal. Right. Or else I'd be having a very hard time. Yeah. But you just be shredding all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then from there, we 
we upgraded from speech in the bay tournaments <laughs> to uh we played the village idiot a few times okay. frankie's one or two times um we actually played centennial terrace one time oh fun yeah that's a cool venue <clears throat> out there man yeah there's some cool shows out there yeah dude i wish i wish they did more with local bands but what they do out there is cool so yeah, yeah. and then uh <laughs> that band disbanded because all the other four guys were high school seniors who graduated and I was going into my junior year. I was like, I literally just lost my whole band. <laughs> and it's not like they stuck around. Like two guys with Ohio State, one to Miami of Ohio mm. and one guy the Marines in North Carolina. So right. I'm like, Well, I need a new band. What was that was that a heartbreaking <clears throat> moment for you? It was oh. a bummer because like it was a lot of that was like my that was the band where I we were all kind of learning right. how to be a band. Yeah. How to write songs and how to I mean, a lot of like tech, like you know, how to get yourself out there, how to do shows. So right. that experience was amazing because we all had our first right together. Oh, you guys popped the band cherry together. I think I posted that. I was like, <laughs> like we had our first, we had the speech in the bass show. I was like, yo, Arizona City lost our gig virginity. I literally <laughs> posted that on my Facebook. Like so stoked, but I was ex- I was just excited. I was like, of I course. finally have a band to play with. Of course. And then they all graduate. Yeah. But they're all yeah. they're all super they're all doing really well though I stay in touch. Um, it's good. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. They just I mean they're all doing their own shit. I'm doing so, my own shit. So so you just do so you just work at the guitar shop, go to school, and then music. That's what your that's what your um, life is right now. Or for the most part, yeah, I go UT. I'm a marketing major there. It's my last semester there. Um, I work at All Star Music as the social media guy. Just as a social media guy? For the most part, just... Oh, so you're not in the place. You're not going to work. Oh, no, dude. I go there, like, twice a week. Because twi- I, I film I film a lot of stuff inside mm-hmm. the stores. I do a lot of stuff with the teachers. Gotcha. And then uh, I work at a billing a billing company. Yeah. Um, that's my main source of income right now. So yeah. it's a job getting through, but the people For are sure. dope. And then... Uh, well, you're 24. Okay. Right. You're, 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 you're figuring it out. <clears throat> I'm working. I'm getting there, and yeah, then uh, got you're good. Got ICM, and then so wait, so so marketing is that something that you're interested in going into like full time? Is that like what you really want in life? I, I'm sorry, that's kind of a heavy question. No, and I is. didn't mean to ask it no, in such a weird way. No, is dude, that what a, you want for yourself? <laughs> a, a solid it's and a fair and question, lucrative but career. <laughs> it's a fair question, but either way, um, I think it's honestly it's essential in my life because I've. Literally starting from ICM and all the bands I've been in up until now, mm. I did all social media. Marketing. So yeah. <clears throat> it's been in me. So I see myself continuing with them one way or another. That's that's interesting. So like so it's something that could potentially turn into combining um, you know, all the things from life into mm-hmm. what you're doing with music. Absolutely. I've I'm almost thought about <clears throat> starting a service where I help other bands with their social media mm-hmm. to get themselves out there Absolutely. to do more to get to get more people to get more shows to get more love okay so i release videos regular regularly now ever since i kind of moved back here mm-hmm. i guess i have more time because i don't have to hustle for rent constantly yeah but um i've been making videos and I've made videos over the years for like my own projects, just like, you know, we're playing at a show and we, someone films, I edit it, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I have a basic I've done that background too. Yeah, yeah. on iMovie <laughs> for one thing. And oh, fun fact, all star music, all iMovie. Oh, yeah. it's an iPad and iMovie. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I'll, 
where I'm going is interesting because like you don't like these weird skills that you just sort of like pick up over life. Mm-hmm. How it kind of comes back and it circles around. And so like <clears throat> I've been doing these stupid videos. I like make stupid videos where they're intended to be funny or mm-hmm. some are serious. You know, I'm doing like a gear review or something. Like yeah, a quick. Review oh, you've done gear reviews. Kind of. It'll be like he'll just be like under 60 seconds for instagram yeah and uh it'll just be like sometimes it'll be fast motion and i'll just have words sort of scroll across and i'll put like maybe a beat i made okay over it. so it's like a very quick thing that i try to make visually stimulating i guess no dude i'm with you there too that's um, what i try and do as well but but what's what <laughs> it's really interesting because in the past couple of weeks i've gotten off like real money like i got a real check with my name printed on it from a uh from a corporation which it's my buddy zach's jazz innovations uh, mm-hmm. i play with zach in green acre session he's a bass player okay um <clears throat> he uh he hired me to do some filming and then another band i played with they saw my videos and they reached out i was like hey can you edit this stuff together and it was just mm-hmm. putting uh re- like they had the phone recording and then yeah. they had like a separate board recording from the mixing board mm-hmm. and they just wanted to put it together. Oh, that's so, dope. So I just did that, made, like made my, and then I just got this other thing for this homeless shelter to do like interviews with people who have been helped by this company. So oh. like I, my point through all that bullshitting there was, was you don't know what these skills like mm-hmm. will bring you in the future. So like you're getting a, a degree in marketing, yeah. which is a very valuable degree. Like you can go and Thank work you. anywhere, you know, it's like, and that's another thing I've been fortunate with internships and other jobs. Yeah. I've done different industries. Well, I call them different kind of jobs with marketing. Like my very first internship with, was, uh, with cumulus broadcasting. Yeah. And you're talking about that. <clears throat> and so yeah. was this 94, five when it was still a classic rock or, yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so classic is rock. It still? I, yeah. It's dude. not in Oregon anymore though. Right. It's downtown no, so, or something. Mm, no. So, so cumulus, the office is located by, uh, it's in South Toledo, right by UTMC. Okay. Like that burn Arlington. Yes. South Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got 93, five, 94, five K 100, the ticket, one oh five five. Um, I'm forgetting some. So you're interning for a cumulus at these at that station. Yep. So it was about this was two summers. Yeah, mm-hmm. summer seventeen. Gotcha. Um, I was a promotions intern. So I a couple of things I did. One of the main one of the main things was uh, we would get emails for people being like, hey, can you put this on your community calendar? The community calendar is like if you go to nine four five. You go to their calendar and just showing what's going on mm-hmm. in Toledo. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's concerts or just like, hey, a church is doing a fundraiser or there's like a don't you know a blood drive stuff yeah, like that. Community events and what's going on, arts and music and stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah, so yeah. people would email like, hey, can you put this on the website? I'd upload to the website. Um, I would be a tech mm. for a radio person for like a radio personality. If we're going out to the community. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bill Michaels from 945. I've been with him in the casino a few times. Where you go set up the equipment and yep. you get everything ready for him to just walk in and do his job. Pretty pretty much. And what's cool is they have station vehicles. Yeah. Like uh, Dodge Journeys, Jeep Wranglers. So like, Does it have the antenna? No. So everything's done with... So it's funny. Everything's done... Live remotes are done with a phone now. Oh, just, just fucking through the internet. Yeah. All, yeah. all it really is is... um, I'll, I can show you my phone after this. Right on. But... 
people will just record it with the, their like, hey, this is Bill Michaels coming to you live from the Hollywood Casino. Right. Record that in, probably in whatever app. And then there's a tech inside the studio back at the building working the board. So you have the sound file. You email it as like a wave or MP3 mm-hmm. to whoever's in the station. And then they plug it in to so where there's that gap. Yeah, yeah. So it's live, but it's not, but it is. Right, right. So there's no antenna. It's already just like a normal car. Set up the table. And then uh, a lot of us like really just repping the station. Like, hey, listen to us. Yeah. But also dealing with like contest giveaways and then mm-hmm. just like any kind of um, spot like sponsor advertising or anything. So... It's, uh, so- I mean, you're you're a young guy. You're in college. Was what was it that drew you to marketing? Because I know right now, and I've been listening to a lot. I've been looking into it a lot more, so it's kind of freaking me out. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about a lot of these degrees that kids are getting, young people are getting. Yeah. Um, are they're getting out of college and they don't got really shit to go on with it, like a communication, like a basic communications degree. Yeah. I feel like with Mar- was that a factor when you're looking into marketing because i feel like marketing yeah, is one of those I, creative jobs where i feel like you need a person because what i'm referring to is everything becoming automated yeah and having these jobs that are no longer going to exist mm-hmm. and it, even with a you know with a degree that is kind of worthless like mm-hmm. my wife has a degree in music which okay. we own our own business like we don't you know like we don't she doesn't really use that other than it's there you know so Dude, it's, it's getting she's tougher. in debt it's uh, getting tougher degrees like that yeah i mean so so i i was just curious i mean since you're a young man and uh you know you're coming up you're still in school mm-hmm. what what you took that as into a factor as well when yeah. choosing this and and what about it like drew you to it um well here's what's funny i did start off as a communication major <laughs> <laughs> didn't but, we all <laughs> well because <clears throat> yeah i mean because i've always been interested in broadcasting like, yeah yeah so, like, the radio the radio internship was tight i was the I only love that. I, love I was the only non-communication major oh because i was the marketing major but it's promotion so it worked out and the college credit worked out so right on. um <clears throat> yeah it's just like you know just setting yourself up for the future to be successful. Yeah. I feel like marketing, there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Like communication is just so broad. Right. Like there's not just broadcasting. There's like journalism, TV. You know, it's just so broad. It's hard to have a focus. Right. With marketing, you're able to, I don't know, just, I mean, this is just from my opinion. I can't speak for all all my marketing homies out there. <laughs> Shout out. But I feel like, I don't know, it's just, I feel like it, there's more direction. So it's easier to get from A to B mm-hmm. to, you know, that's just what I think. It's just, it's kind of presented to you easier and more clear, and then mm-hmm. you kind of go from there. And, right. I don't know. It's like, this is what you can do with this. <clears throat> Absolutely. And not just like, here's information that mm-hmm. you just are learning, and now here's your paper, and yeah. go out there and be somebody. Absolutely. So, yeah, and like I said, all my marketing experience thus far has been really interesting and also diverse. Mm-hmm. Cause I did that, which is like broadcasting, but it wasn't really social media. It was more so like brand repping. Yeah. So it was a lot. And also being, and I got the chill on the air. Oh, like okay. I got the sit in with like Grizzly Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 104.7. He used to be on 104.7, right? Yep. He used to be on 104.7, a couple year gap. And then he's been 94.5. Um, Sure, it's been years now. Five or six years. Okay, he's yeah. been he's been on there for a while. He, Grizz is one of the nicest dudes ever. Right, L- legitimately a teddy bear. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Despite he's a big dude. He's hairy, right? Isn't he a bigger dude? 6'4", yeah. at least 300 pounds. There you go. But he's a teddy bear. And everybody, everybody at Cumos is awesome. My supervisor was Peapod. Oh, okay. Peapod was, like, the intern supervisor. So it was, like, him mm-hmm. and then six of us. And I'm the only non-communication major. Yeah. But it never really never really he still works there right that's where he works yep still? he's yeah. still he's still there he's a night the uh 105 five guy mm. i think he's in the mornings and then he's now doing nights on 94 five like the 12 to 5 shift like the probably the graveyard shift mm. but so he's getting himself more involved there well he's been getting involved there for a yeah, long time yeah he's got he's had a whole he's had a whole nother life mm-hmm. before this last one <laughs> pretty much he's yeah, because I know he's doing a lot of, like, helping, like, social media stuff. Mm. Pretty much, like, getting, because there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of older guys there. Mm-hmm. Not super old, but it's, like, just before all the tech stuff mm. became a thing, and, like, social media. Yeah, and there's that, some old school heads still up there. Old school, are, thank you. So, Peapod, I think one of his big things is just basically just catching everybody up to speed. Yeah. Because that's just how it is now. But, um, yeah, so I just learned a lot about the community and, brand, like, you know, Spreading your brand yeah. with that internship, plus getting on the radio is tight. <laughs> um, and then my next one was the next this past summer, I worked for a pet lodging doggy daycare facility <laughs> as a social as a social media coordinator. Okay. Which what I did there is pretty much what I do now at All Star Music because a lot of it's like pet lodging. So basically, being like, hey, your dog is family to us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's uh, Carnic and Black. It's out in Waterville, right by Fallen Timbers. Okay. The mall, of Fall- the shops in mall- Fallen Timbers. So, yes. um, I have to give a shout out to Ryan Bauman. Amazing dude, Clint, Nikki. Amazing, amazing people over there, man. So when you're doing like, so what, what, what goes into, uh, like what, what goes into? So like you said, is you might do a video. What goes into a mm-hmm. video at All Star? What like like I and just get, can just yeah if you can think of an example oh yeah the best is like having the teacher play for you okay Chuck Soul's the man he can shred oh, yeah. get a video of Chuck shredding you're good yeah that's all you do <laughs> really but I mean like oh I mean and you got two other guitar players there uh Joe and Jake phenomenal players so I always make sure to give them love mm-hmm. um, we just got but so, Chuck I mean yeah on. Chuck Chuck's the man. <laughs> Dude, well, he's, Joe, he's, Joe he's, used to take lessons from Chuck, and then you. Jake lived in Alaska for a while. Oh, he's right. from here. He went to Alaska, came back, teaches guitar. But right. so it's me as being as a guitar player, being around these three guys at the same time yeah. is like, yeah, they're the probably shit. all amazing guitarists in their own right. They're the sure. shit, and they're just so funny. Plus, like we're all we're guitar players. We're like minded right. dudes. Yeah. So yeah, that's one <clears> thing. <throat> it's it, that's interesting about like musicians. It's like you can kind of lock into another musician. Mm-hmm. And like, even if it's just the most basic level of conversation, like Absolutely. you'll be able to lock in with them. <clears throat> Musicians can be a little awkward and weird at times. You know? I'll be the first to say that, man. I'm weird <laughs> as shit. I mean, dude, being a musician, honestly, God, it sounds drastic, but it saved my life. Mm. Not in like, a, oh my God, I was depressed. I don't know what to do. You know, what was me? More like it gave me an identity because I was never like, I mean, I played sports. So I was never the, the most athletic kid. Mm. I'm five, six. I'm not going to be on the... F- yeah. fucking pistons anytime soon <laughs> if they need a water boy hit me up man um because i was never the most athletic i did i do well in school but i was never like the smart kid mm-hmm. um so i would probably put me in that average but doing well category if that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah like i'm hang 
I'm hanging in there. You're a solid B student. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> bees get Hi, degrees. Bees. bees get degrees. But bees get degrees much, I mean, like D's, but better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D's yes. get degrees. Bees get degrees as well. <laughs> oh, no. C's get degrees. D's <clears throat> don't get degrees, right? I don't think there's mo- not is there is do the, do they do D's in college anymore? I thought it was like A B C fail. They do D's. Okay, depends on the class. Like, <sighs> there's some where it's like you have to have a C minus or above to pass. Or it's been at too least long. A, I mean D's a D is te- technically passing. Yeah. So if you have, I mean, what depends. when I was coming up, a D was like you had to take that fucking guy <laughs> over yet. For some classes, they weren't yeah. letting you through with a D. No, when you when you get to the, I mean, at least for college business, when you get to the junior C because. Freshman, sophomore, it's like all your prereq, right. like basic classes. Right. Junior, seniors, where you get to like your actual classes, right, so the, the yeah. upper level. So that's where it's like most of those classes, excuse me, is where you need to see or higher right. to pass. So, yeah, it's school. Uh, it's it's school. But, hey, um, man, it's fucking, it, it's, uh, it, it works, you know, it works for some. It does. But yeah, with, <clears throat> but yeah, with current, with, uh, yeah, pretty much like, yeah, what I do at All Star. I learned from uh, Carnic and Black because it's definitely it social media based. Who's that? What's that? Carnic and Black. K A R N I K. Okay. Um, it's I forgot how they came up with the name. It's like kind of a family story, but they came up with the name. And Carnic and the On Black. It's on Black Road. That's how that kind of works out. Okay, but what is it? Sorry. Pet no, lo- no, no, no. My I'm bad. Saying- pet, it's a pet. Ped lodging, oh, doggy daycare. Oh, that's the place you're talking about. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, I'm you're sorry, good. I'm sorry. Um, so I mean, here's the thing: people love dogs. People right. love videos of dogs. People who go there love seeing videos and pictures of their dogs. So it's that way of advertising how cute they look, but also how happy they look. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of it was like videos and Facebook, Facebook, Instagramming, and all that. And then All Star. It's like you want to take piano lessons. Well, here's a video of our badass piano teacher, and her name's Martha, and you know she's going at it. You want guitar lessons? Here's Chuck, Joe, and Jake, and then they're doing their thing, you know. So it's a lot of just like showing what we have to offer, mm-hmm. and that's why I got out of Carnic, and that's why I'm getting out of All Star, because it's, it's showing your brand, man. Yeah, totally. Like so. here's here's this cool shit we got. What uh now when it comes to like length of video and aesthetics, is there something specific that you're looking for? Like, is there a certain way that you like to frame, or mm-hmm. are things just very just I and mean, I don't want to say thrown together, but like very DIY looking and just like hey, kind of a, a lot of it's from I mean, like how much how much time and thought and energy do you put in this, or is it something where it's like I just I want to get this done quick, and I'm not saying like quick yeah. and sloppy, but I'm just <clears> saying like. You know how much how much do you go into the uh, and then I'm just curious for myself mm-hmm. coming from the way I look at video yeah. and like and 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 in the way that we are as a culture as a society <clears throat> becoming uh, well we are we have less of a attention span than a goldfish we do and, so, I, and I keep so that in mind. like like literally a goldfish has an attention span of like seven seconds I think that we're down to six so like we literally it's, it's awful man so so like. Like I'm about to release a video where I have 11 seconds of just uh, uh, um like a, a middle school band playing. Yeah. And then I'm in, but the caption says, "Watch me flip this beat." And then I flip the beat, but I'm just sitting there like 11 seconds is a long time for someone to <laughs> sit there. And you wouldn't think 11 seconds is a long time, but when you're watching a video or if you're doing interval training, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. that, like um, not on guitar, but like physical interval training yeah. where you're like fucking like. 
a minute is a long fucking time. So is, like man. seconds are very long time. So I just was like, I don't think this is gonna do that well just because of that eleven seconds. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I just want to see. So I'm I'm asking because I'm curious. What is what? How much do you put into it? I mean, are you are you thinking like are, when you attack a video? Yeah, are you I thinking always, like how a how the common viewer is gonna view this? Like what? Please tell me what goes into mm-hmm. it for you. Yeah, before any video, I have the plan. Like, all right, here's what the video is gonna be about. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm gonna do. I make sure I have everything <clears throat> set up, or I know what I'm gonna do. But at the end of the day, regardless of video or regardless of the content, regardless mm-hmm. of how long, I just want the point to be clear yeah and get to the point mm-hmm. so people aren't just watching like what's the video about right so the point of the video for me is always just to be straight to the point mm. and the listener or the, the viewer knows exactly what it's about so that's right. my number one thing because yeah so they know what they're about to watch <clears throat> yep okay it's easy it's so it's so much easier with dogs it's like hey look how cute they are look yeah how happy yeah they are. people want to see dogs <laughs> with yeah. and like you know we talk about our service you know talked about the services like lodging doggy daycare mm. all that but with uh all starts like yeah we do music we do lessons but here's all the different teachers mm-hmm. we saw instruments but here's all the different instruments yeah, so yeah. you got the you got your you got your categories with all all star but you have so many subcategories mm-hmm. you know like different teachers to work with mm-hmm. guitars basses drum you know drums all that kind of stuff so gotcha what i've been what i've been loving about this like Instagram is what I mostly <clears throat> post to. Yeah. What I love about that. You're on Instagram? I'll follow you. Yeah, please do. I, 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 I'll follow back. <laughs> yes. But what I love. You know it's real. <laughs> but I love, but what I love about this time limit, and I think even going back to when Instagram first was like 15 seconds, and like with the stories, mm-hmm. it's 15 seconds. And now now videos, you can post a one minute video. Right. Now it's one minute. And then <clears throat> even with Instagram Live, you can do yeah. like long that's, form videos. That's another thing with video length, like you said. Mm-hmm. If I know it's going on Instagram, I make sure it's a minute or less. Yeah. Usually I keep, you know, just to be safe. If it's like 52, 53 seconds, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and you know where... Because having the trim videos is fucking annoying. So if I just make <laughs> a video... Especially if you're on the iPad, right? You're doing yeah. most of your editing on the iPad. I've, I mean, it's annoying, at this yeah. point, it's easy because I've used it so much. Of course. iMovie's pretty straightforward, which yeah. is dope. Yeah, it helps. It helps. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what, what I've been really trying to work on is... I'm trying to compact a lot of information and and like so I'll just riddle something with subtle jokes mm-hmm. whether it's an image a word a phrase uh whatever it is I've been trying to like compact as much as I can into each sequence only to encourage like a rewatch but yeah. the problem is that I'm, I'm going out to about 40 seconds, 42 seconds, 45 seconds is about where I can average. That's where I'm averaging. Mm-hmm. And after you sit through something for 45 seconds, do you really want to sit there? And, and like you want, I want the appeal to be like, I have to watch this again because I just missed that. Mm-hmm. And you can't scrub through on Instagram videos. So that that's where my head is right now is like, is this because it's all about the comeback, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like that's why drug dealers give you the first one is free. You know, it's all about the comeback, which I don't (laughs) I don't know if that applies here. But uh, no drugs, man. (laughs) We've been having a good time down here in the in the Toledo library basement in this this very odd 
studio, which is amazing that it's available. But yeah, great. so oh yeah, totally. I, I think this is an amazing thing that's available for free for people mm-hmm. at the Toledo Library. You should definitely check it out. It's at we're at the West Toledo branch, and they have a studio. I mean, it's not the greatest, but if you need a quiet space where you can work, it's definitely the shit. I have to keep this in mind for if I have to do anything like this. Well, it has a green screen too, so I was thinking, oh, it's like wow. shit, I can do video. So like, what what I, I don't know how far you think about it in a video like <clears throat> that, and and I'm guessing because the video is not your your whole job mm-hmm. either so like so what else uh what else is going into what else do you do because I, i'm just confused mm-hmm. on how much you can do as a social media guy do you have enough work to where it's like it, it you can go into work and like it'll take a whole eight hours of mm-hmm. your day I mean, no yeah no i only go in shifts of like maybe two or three hours mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of it's making Usually one day I'm a it's a filming day. Okay, these, so you so you do go to to film. Yeah, I'll I go. Mean, you're just using your phone. Uh, the iPad. We have an iPad there. You got the iPad. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Tri tripod and all that. Okay. Um. Usually it's like <clears throat> a lot of times I like to try and get one week done at a time. Yeah, yeah. But what's really dope about Facebook pages is um you can make scheduled posts. Yeah. So I was yeah. trying scheduled posts ahead. A lot of times like on the weekends people aren't gonna be like. You're not looking at a lot of content, so I'll post memes or whatever on the weekends. If I know there's, like, events coming up, I'll just basically, like, make the post, like, hey, come out to this or whatever. Right. And schedule that. And then the videos is where the most of the time goes into. Yeah. So. Just filming and editing <clears throat> that down. Yeah, and, lot, and, like, a lot of times lately my videos are only, like, maybe two or three separate videos. I'll put it together, yeah. edit how I need to, add captions. But since I've been using iMovie so much... Like I'm just, right. I've been, a, I've been fortunate to be able just to like get in the rhythm and just like do it. Yeah. I don't know. Because, well, I mean, iMovie is a very powerful fucking program. It's free mm-hmm. with Max, but like the amount of shit that you can do and I'm totally editing all these commercials I'm doing on iMovie. And, yeah. And I mean, it's a very, it's, it's pretty simple and. I, w- I really liked Vegas, but that was for PC. Mm-hmm. And then so and then are you Final are you Cut. an Apple guy? I am. I'm I'm like whatever I have available guy. So that's like, fair. I just I will just whatever you got is like that's now what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was in San Diego, I had my own studio and we ran a PC. It was just a it was a, a desktop PC, mm-hmm. but it was it was fucking jacked to the tits you know? <laughs> and so like we had amazing video cards and it, it, i mean like it was it was probably like a 800 hundred dollar desktop but our our resident asian rapper was able to put it together and you know get everything for cheap and he could put it together himself so we had that on our side mm-hmm. uh but i lost that because that wasn't my tower it was the bands and they yeah. ended up taking it and then so i now we bought a laptop and it's an apple <clears throat> And, okay. and so I, I I'm Apple when it comes to like devices. Yeah. But like if if it has the programs I need and I'm that I use, then that's what I'm using. That's because, fair, man. Because I like Vegas uh, as a video editing thing, and Final Final Cut's cool too, you mm-hmm. know. But like it's it's a little bit more beyond my skill set. Yeah. Like iMovie is perfect, but I know I'm ready to move on because I'm very limited to iMovie. Especially for the stupid ideas that I have. <laughs> so, so it, it's. Uh, I mean, I say, it's, I say, iMovie. iMovie is great for me because I'm a very yeah, simple guy. Of course, and and you're not you're not trying to make a fucking a full length motion picture or anything. You're just trying to no. convey a simple message. And, and any and any more comp like 
<clears throat> on if you go to our fa- on for if you go to Ice Cream Malicious Facebook and YouTube account, we have uh we do have a music video up. Sweet. But um I didn't I mean I helped film it, but it was all edited together by this girl named Katie Sapiro who's like a master at that like you know <clears throat> so like I feel like I would just if I were to walk into like using that those kind of programs, I'd be like what the well, there would fuck? be a learning curve. Yeah, there would be mm-hmm. like a good week or so where you're like exactly. referring to YouTube every five <clears throat> seconds, and it's like, well, I don't know how to do it. She knows how to do it. Let's <laughs> well, and that's, that kind of thing, man. She knows how to th- do it. That was the thing too that surprises me, and I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. like it always surprises me when drummers are writing songs for bands. I don't know why. It's stupid. The it worked that with Rush, man. It's stupid to think <laughs> that drummers don't contribute musically to a band, like mm-hmm. in a writing sense, not just adding a beat. We've been fortunate that Zach's Zach's been able to. Oh, he's a drummer. And <clears throat> yep. he, yeah. Well, it's pretty common that mm-hmm. fucking drummer, like especially if you go to college, you don't just learn how to play the drums. You learn no. fucking um, like most music programs require at least a piano, mm-hmm. a semester of piano. Anyways, it, it's just. To me, it's always a surprise when when I see people when people are asking me. First of all, I'm a musician, and I mostly get hired to play piano. Yeah. So it freaks me out in a good way that when people are asking me to put together their videos, when I know it's so easy, mm-hmm. and and it really is just like all you gotta do is like look on YouTube and you can figure it out. Yeah. But not everybody wants to do that, and and see, and it's like it's I, I can't feel that it's, way it's, too, it's man. It's a silly way of thinking because people need services. You perform those services. Mm-hmm. This has been going on f- since services and buying services has was invented. Exactly. I mean, so it's like it's it's stupid for me to even think like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just how I think. It, it's weird that people don't just take this initiative to learn a simple program like I. Yeah, but at the same time, like especially in the music scene, we're surrounded by. Not only talented musicians, mm. but like the talented photographers, right. people who edit music videos, mm. um, sound people. Right. And the thing is, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like, the, what's that ter- the term? The jack of all trades with the master, master of none. none. Yeah. It's like, I didn't want to be like that. It's like, well, I'm good at playing guitar. Right. But there's people who are good out here at photography Guitar, and, yeah, fucking. They can know, build houses, yeah, <laughs> but grow gardens and shit, yeah. Hell yeah, dude! They can build a car for you, right? Um, but it's like if these people are around you and they're looking to do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I have a hard time turning them down, man. No, I agree, and I'm the same way. When it's like if I, because if I try to learn something and it doesn't come somewhat naturally to me, mm-hmm. I'm I immediately am over it. Okay, I'm gonna hire someone else to do this. So uh, that's why with ICM, I'm stick to playing guitar, (laughs) helping to write songs, right? And I can do social media. Like, you have your role. I have. I have have my role. What you're good at. Yeah, and and that's it. Everybody has, and everybody else in the band has what they're good. Yeah, good at, and a lot, especially it comes to songwriting, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do with like, like how we sell like way, way back, but like. We all have like our different musical styles, right? And that's how we became the clusterfuck of the Ice Cream Militia, <laughs> because I'm definitely the more metal guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jake brought in a huge reggae element, um, and Chili Peppers vibe. We all like the Chili Peppers, but he was a huge proponent of the Chili Peppers. Right. <clears throat> Zach, our our drummer, he's kind kind of likes a little bit of everything. 
Um, one of his favorite drummers is Chet Smith from the Chili Peppers. Mm. He's a huge Peppers vibe to what we do, but uh, <clears throat> he's just got that. F- he's a kind of drummer that can do. He can adapt to any kind of style. Yeah, because his, you know, I know a lot of drummers who are self-taught, and you know they take they've taken lessons, but this dude's like he did like <clears throat> percussion in uh, junior high, junior high and high school. He was on drumline at at Southview and UT, yeah. and he took drum solo lessons. So he's a very educated drummer, which has helped the writing process. And, like, I mean, it's true. Um, <clears throat> the drummer makes or breaks a band. Mm. And I can vouch for that because I was the original drummer <laughs> <clears throat> out of necessity because yeah. there was a band, no drummer, but Who a drum kit. play, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just a way – I mean, it just started out with, like, friends making – the friends making music. And right. then – I was the original drummer. Then different shifts happened, and then and then Zach came in, and then <clears throat> we eventually got the lineup we have, and then we have Kyle, who's the weirdest motherfucker in the band. Well, we're all weird motherfuckers, but he's a weird motherfucker. Um, he's he's our punk dude. He brings the punk. Um, he just adds some extra um to our sound. Like when you think of all your classic punk bands, mm-hmm. like I only have the name of all the classics. Right. He's into them. Yeah. Huge, but he's also like a huge Beatles fan. And like that kind of music, so <clears throat> whenever we do the Beatles songs, a lot of times he's singing them. Mm. Um, so and then we have Jared, Jared, our bass player, who uh, he really likes Twenty One Pilots, Coldplay. Right. He really likes a lot of like electronic music, uh. which is cool because it's very bass heavy. Right. Everything we're all marching band people, and what's kind of funny is our instruments and band coincide with our rock instruments. Because hmm. <clears throat> like I'm a trumpet player. So I'm used to playing melodies all the time. Right. Melodies are in your face because trumpet, trumpet players are loud and boisterous. Right. Zach was in drumline, drum set. Jared's a tuba, sousaphone player, bass. Nice. Kyle plays baritone. And he plays guitar, which kind of works because he adds that really extra girth. Mm. <clears throat> and then Jake is uh, Jake's something else, dude. He's the he's a trombone player, but he's also a drum major mm-hmm. um, in high school and in college. So he's that natural ability to be like a really good frontman mm. with that musical ability. His first instrument is piano. So that's and he has like some of the most ridiculous knowledge of music theory oh, nice. out of anybody else I know. I think it really and it probably stems from him learning how to play piano at a very, very, very young age. Right. <clears throat> so but it's just kind of funny how marching band ties in with what we do. And like our friends, the push pops, the brass section, the percussionists. They're all friends we had in bands. So wait, are they in their own band called the Push Pops, <clears throat> or are they? Is that just the little fun part, fun little tag that you threw on the end of your name? It's our extra flavor. Okay, okay. <clears throat> flavor is plural, dude. Um, yeah, and, no, we and lactose free Push Pops, aren't they? Isn't that sherbet? Is that lactose free? Never mind. It let's, can be. Let's keep going. <laughs> it can be. Um, no, they. I don't think it is. They were. They weren't their. They weren't their own thing. It was already yeah. just like, <clears throat> well, I can't take credit. Jake was the idea was the guy who brought the idea of having a brass section mm-hmm. because I mean one more marching we were a marching band so we already experienced that and we're about right. that but we also listen to bands like Cool in the Gang, mm. um, Parliament, um, you know George, you know Parliament George Clinton yeah Cool in the Gang right. the Com- the Commodores yeah. Chicago which you know essentially are rock bands <clears throat> with brass elements. Mm. But you wouldn't call them rock. But you know what I'm saying? They got the rock and the rock vibe, and they got the brass right. vibe. Some soul going on in there. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. were just like, 
so Jake was just like, yo, let's do this. So <laughs> yo, let's do pretty, this. Pretty much. You're so like, we, yeah, let's do this. That's how the group dude, that's how he's the group chat. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo dude. Bro, let's do bros. No, I, I know how band group chats are. Dude, it's f- and then they divert into like some weird fucking like out of, like has nothing to do with the original topic and and some just, for us sometimes oh well, but then maybe maybe only we mine. do like we'll do shit <laughs> we'll, shit, we'll shit talk in the group chat but right right who who doesn't but no like it was pretty much like with the push pops Jake had the Jake brainstormed the idea he had the brain you know the, he was the brainchild for it we were all for it and then it was just a matter of like I said we knew all these dudes prior like we're all we're all just friends right that was the cool thing about this band we all started as friends so it wasn't like this whole finding someone on craigslist or a guy knows a guy it's like we are already friends that's nice and it's like oh wait i play drums i play guitar i sing i play bass oh what up and it was the same it was the same thing with these guys we knew them from band we knew they're talented yeah we're like would you be interested in playing trumpet you know sousaphone trombone percussion and then we got um yes we got dondre Dondre Cook and Kyle Kister and trumpet, Mike Michael Borges and Patrick Dillinger and trombone, Alec Blake, aka Mr. Bum Bum. So Alec, Mr. Bum Bum Blake, Alec on Mr. uh, <clears throat> on tuba, and then Jer- Jen Jeremy Lee. I call him Master Master Jeremy Lee on percussion. We call him Mr. Bum Gum Mr. Bum Bum because we have a song, uh, where it has a weird intro, mm. <clears throat> and it's just kind of like bum bum. Bum bum. We got Alec in the tuba. Bum bum. So we just call him Mr. Bum. So you guys, I mean, like you guys could do like a brass band music. You could do mm-hmm. like a Dirty Dozen brass band song or something. We've we Techni- ha- technically yeah we've you we've covered brass songs. We covered Sweet. Jungle Boogie. Oh nice. Um, Stevie Wonder Superstition. I shot the sheriff. Do you guys uh? So when you guys are gigging out, then are you doing like the cover band scene and throwing in the originals, or do you tr- mostly go out for original gigs? We do the innovation scene with gotcha. the push pops. Gotcha. Um, but we'll throw in the covers. Like <clears throat> when is it? When is just the when is just the five of us? It's always like we play the majority of our set is originals and one or two covers, depending on set length. You know, mm. you know if you have. 30 minutes and 45 minutes, it makes a huge difference. Um, and then the same thing with the <clears throat> when adding the push pops. It's kind of the same thing. But we've also been able to do is, um, thankfully to our prior knowledge of being bra- mostly brass players, um, well, this is mo- mostly Jake <clears throat> who kind of, you know, put all this together, especially the arrangements. We're, we have arrangement, brass arrangements, for our original songs That's awesome. that you hear on Chaka Cover Nonsense. Mm-hmm. So you hear songs from Chaka Cover Nonsense live with brass players. Gotcha. And uh That's awesome. And you guys can write this all mm-hmm. out and read it. And so and so if Yep, like when we're practicing, like guys have like some sheet music and yeah. they write they write down like we have a whiteboard mm-hmm. and where we jam. Um, we jam right by UT. Uh the, there's a Taco Bell behind Door Street. Okay. Or on Door Street or pretty much right over there. We have a whiteboard we'll We'll draw out like the the map of the song, mm. like here who's here's what's going on in this section. Like we have like different entrances with like yeah. people, so it's like okay, Kyle and Tanner come here, Jake and Jared come here, you know. So gotcha, on. gotcha. So you map things out. We pretty you pretty detail oriented when it we're comes very detail oriented. Like that's, that's does that does that can that be frustrating for uh, attitudes within mm-hmm. the band or is everybody pretty much on board with just sort of like, like, is there, is there someone who can, 
that question and is there someone who kind of like MDs or directs the band for mm-hmm. rehearsals? Because <clears throat> that's a lot of people to manage. No, it is. Like I said, we're Slipknot plus two. You thought Slipknot had problem getting a room? Try the ice cream no, motion I, to push No, pops. my band can get up to about 11 as well. Man. I, I know what it's like. <laughs> we It's chaos if if it's unorganized. Yeah, I mean, plus most of us are still in school. Right. So like people are in activities on, on, on top of classes and of work. But we've... We've made it work Sundays at every Sunday at four, four or five thirty, whatever we usually one of those times. A lot of times the five of us like to meet up at four, mm. figure things out. Right. And the push pops come at five thirty and then we do our thing. Yeah. So um So so is there an M D who kinda directs us or do you guys all <coughs> sort of like you, work together? How's it's it? a it's a little bit of both. Mm. Um <clears throat> like I said, with Jake's insane, insane knowledge mm. of music theory and just his years of experience. I'd say he kind of ringlings, <clears throat> kind of like the ringleader mm-hmm. of a lot of that. Um, he's a, he's a naturally born leader. Um, and he's just got that good personality for it and able to convey his thoughts. <clears throat> so a lot of times, you know, he'll lead a lot of things. But at the end of the day, it's all of our input. Yeah, we all kind of we all figure it all out together. We all write it out together. Yeah, but co- covers it's easy because we just have to learn the parts for the right, most part. Right. Just you know, a lot of us learning the parts on our own, then making sure it works mm-hmm. as a group. And with originals, it's collective. But you know, you always have those few kind of guys in the group who are like, they know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then Jake, Jake's one of those guys. Like, he just he's really good at arranging. Mm. So, it's it's fun being in a band with guy, a guy like him. And then, right. you know, this is probably like one of the most some of the most fun I've had with a band ever. Oh, that's cool. Because. Uh, like from all of my past experiences and they've you know the other four have had their own experiences like it's kind of funny is like for these guys it's kind of like their first band band mm-hmm. this is like my fourth or fifth band gotcha. like i've been the alternative band I, I was in a metal band in the like 2013 2014 and then i was in like a i was in another kind of alternative band sort of very green day-esque mm-hmm. and then uh <clears throat> then Ice Cream Militia and the Push Pops. The Push Pops, that's only a recent thing. We started doing that back in the summer. Because okay. we started in 20... The band started in 2015. Got you. So it's been a few years. It's about, about four years in April, I think. And then we started the Push Pops, or you know, playing with them this past summer. So um, kind of switching gears here, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of like... Because I think yesterday you sent me an email like, hey, can I bring my friend Isaac with me? And, mm-hmm. cause, and you guys had a... Uh, a podcast yeah and because everybody's doing it nowadays man. well i but i love it I, I always suggest that i always tell people that it's like you know like if you're looking for like a a new interesting like creative way to express yourself like start a podcast especially for musicians and musicians who might travel a lot or or you know who are playing a lot a lot of podcasts are done by, by musicians dude i i think it's amazing most of the ones in here in toledo i feel like are yeah but you look at like bigger you know acclaimed artists a mm. lot of them are doing their own podcast yeah too. totally it, it well it makes sense for a musician and and for me it's slowed down since i moved over here because i can't always go on every tour with the reggae band that's still active out in san diego sure but like i was able i was getting I, we were playing these bigger festivals like cal roots which is a big festival in monterey <sighs> man that's a dream it's it's a cool we festival. we know all about cal roots cal oh, roots man we would love to do that i mean it's we've cal never roots. been out there but we'd like yeah. 
We've never been to Cali Roots, but like we watch all these videos. We know yeah, all the of bands. Yeah. Um, Iration's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so- a fucking um, one of my buddies is uh, Blaine Dillinger. He's in a band. Hyrie. Uh, Wait, dude, 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 dude. What's his name? Blaine. Blaine Dillinger. Yeah. His brother pa- Patrick is our tr- one of our trombone players. Awesome. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Ohio. He's from like Mansfield or something, mm, right? Fin- Finley. Finley. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a small world, man. Yeah. Well, it's a sp- like his his little brother Patrick's our trombone player. That's awesome. That's so cool. No, Blaine's amazing. <laughs> he's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. Like a very just nice person. The Actually, videos I've seen of them at Cali or Cali Roots is fucking awesome man that way it's they're it, they're <laughs> turning out some really good talent and especially talent that's bringing a new fresh mm-hmm. uh approach to the genre itself yeah um but what i think is interesting about being in this position of like being able to, like being somebody who is backstage with all these people because i've i've been able to talk to people on on mic and sometimes i pussy out but <laughs> but uh you know i get to talk to people in, in in random places like like rover for instance that's like kind of a good example mm-hmm. of how it is at festivals and when i play at festivals it's just me with this thing and my and, and this, all the background and all the background yeah. noise and but my you're, point but is, you're competing with trivia night man well, with Rover, right, right. <laughs> well, my point is, is that I love the idea that you can just, you can just put something like this together and, and like just talk to people and 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 you meet people and the network that I built off of just this podcast is like kind of what's sustaining me now yeah. like i don't make any money on if anything this is a money drain um i, I mean I'm, I'm able to edit it all myself i'm just paying for hosting and my mm-hmm. website but you know that's still a bill every month yeah but like what it's brought to me is, is like work it's brought a, you know f- new friends it's a f- like it, it's fun because like it's a community man you do and and, and like it's and there's not- group and there's groups for toledo like yeah. Pages and groups. I was just added to one where it's just like a community of Toledo podcasters. Oh, oh my God. See, now I got to find that. <clears throat> yeah, I got you. But, uh, but that's what the, that, that was kind of my point is uh, like starting a podcast. It's a lot of people's goals is like, I got to get this following and get sponsorship and mm-hmm. all this shit. And really, it's, I feel like it's kind of, you're like, you're curating a certain subject yeah. in your region, you know, like you're curating, like, like, it's interesting to me that I'm, I feel like I'm a curating, uh, um, like the Toledo music scene, like we're capturing a moment in time that's going to exist on the internet as long as the internet is the internet. Yeah. But uh, you, so I, I feel like that's that's like an important thing to do. It's an important reference for <clears throat> future and and for now. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, it's I, it's it's one of the most uh, uninhibited art forms out there right now that I that I just uh, absolutely love. I agree. So, so that brings me to what is it? Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Heavy, he- stuff. heavy stuff podcast. Yeah. So tell me, what's the idea <clears throat> about that? I listened to some of I think your third episode. Yeah. So you guys are pretty new. Yeah, we're extremely new. We're having we're having web domain issues. Oh, because uh, heavy stuff is probably a popular. Well, name. sorry, sorry, not web domain, but like podcasting host issues. Oh, okay. Our current service. Um, we have a second episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go to Apple. We have episodes one and three, mm. but there's no episode two. But I promise you, exists like SoundCloud and all that. <laughs> so <clears throat> once uh once we figure out our our site, you know, like our host, yeah, that won't have any issues. It'll be all good. We have a new logo. We're in the very early primitive stages, but uh, 
Yeah, Heavy Stuff Podcast. It was started by my friend Isaac and I. Isaac Jackman, I went to high school with him. Uh, he has a degree in history education, huh. but he works in beer. <laughs> he, he's got a dope job as a beverage manager at the Hollywood Casino, so hmm. he's he's all right, man. He he's making makes decent money, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he's good. But um, he he had a podcast with our friend Andrew, mm-hmm. um, but that kind of ended because their lives just got busy, and yeah, and Andrew was in between jobs. He just he got married, and you know all that kind of stuff. So it's it's all good. So they so Isaac was in podcasting for a while. I really only been in the podcast in general for the past year. Yeah. Like I don't know, like I knew I knew they were a thing, I just never listened to them. But uh Zach and an ICM, he likes listening to podcasts and he turned me on to probably one of them. it's a good gateway podcast, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Jerry. The Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Like and I was just like, Okay, I'm about this, this is cool. Mm-hmm. It's basically an interview you're just listening to. I was like, Okay, cool. And like yeah, I love a, I love conversation that yeah. they just sort of you have privy mm-hmm. to. That's and he and the thing is like I love it when I mean, probably I geared towards episodes the people I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But like he had like Billy Corgan on, yeah, Ted Nugent, Kirk or not Kirk Hammett, uh James Hetfield from Metallica, yeah. Maynard James Keenan from Tool. So, <clears throat> you know, all these amazing, all these amazing people. The Stevo episode is fucking funny. The Elon Musk episode, amazing. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's always a good time. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, no. Like, the, the Danica Patrick one was really cool. And then, oh yeah, the yeah yeah. Totally. And then from and then from there, uh, Mark Maron's podcast, mm. Anna Ferris. Oh, I've she, heard, I've heard of her podcast, but I've never listened to it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, she's had probably one of the funny. Listen to the Bobby Lee episode. Bobby, Bobby Lee. Lee from Mad TV. Yeah, I know. He has a podcast called Tiger Belly. Yeah. He does with his wife, who's the, like disparagingly hot compared to like disparagingly? Dispar- There's a disparity. She's, she's like way out of his league, yeah, but they're you. together. <laughs> I, I was too busy. I know 100% you're saying. And then another one I really just. And there's one I really got into is uh, this guy named Dean Del Rey. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, the roadie for the. Stones, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. So he has a podcast called Let There Be Talk, mm. which is kind of a play on because he's a huge ACDC fan. Yeah. They have a song and album, Let There Be Rock. So it's Let There yeah. Be Talk. Gotcha. But uh, he he's, interview- he's in a band with Bill Burr. Like they do a band together. Yeah, they do the ACDC trip. Bill Burr's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, his podcast, talk, he talks to so many amazing musicians. Mm. And he's talked to a lot of metal guys, which is dope. Like yeah. He's talked to Scott Ian from Anthrax, okay. Bill and Brent from uh, Mastodon. Nice. Um, Mastodon, so, <coughs> Crack the Sky is so fucking, like, that album to me is yeah. just, like, so incredible. I, I saw him last summer with Primus, dude. Sweet. Up yeah. at uh, Michigan Lottery. Primus, that's an interesting combo. It worked, dude, it worked. They're, 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 they're both progressive right. in their own way. Yeah, totally. Um. But no, dude, they're so like I've I've been getting to these big podcasts, and there's <clears throat> a couple local podcasts that one I listen to and I enjoy. But the guys have also been mentoring me a little bit, just like I mean mentoring and also just like in, the encouragement for me to even start it. Mm. Uh, first being on the radar with Peapod. Oh, yeah, uh, he's been doing it for a while, and he was an inspiration to do it. And he's a good, you know, he's a good guy, great friend. Working, you know, working with him, I. You know, I gained. I already have. You know, I already have respect for him. Yeah, totally. But from working with him, much mad respect, and what he does for you know the music scene's cool. It's awesome. And then there's Simple Blasphemy, 
hmm. which is done by three guys of Reverend Guitars, actually. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not related to Reverend Guitars at all. <clears throat> the only way Reverend's a thing is because the three guys happen to work there. Gotcha. So Zach, so Zach Ward, Zach Green, Andy Clark, those guys have been like, you know, and and Chris, if you didn't know what Peapod's real name is. Yeah. Yes, his name's Chris. Did he ever tell you why his Because I know you interviewed him. Did he, he told me, but I mean, I'm never really that story. interested in like origin names of <laughs> like names. Like it's well, his is funny. It's pretty much like he was in high school. A kid goes up to him and is like, "Hey, I mean, I'm just going off my memory." He's like, "Hey, you know, I'm just gonna call you Peapod. Like, I just think of Peapod when I look at you. So your name's Peapod." And that was it. It was just some like you know, that's in like, between, in between, like, like in between in the hallway class bullshit, yeah. man. And and that's like, and like <laughs> that, like. The reason why I don't ask questions like that is mm-hmm. because of answers like that. Fair. I think <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Okay, okay, let's try it with Ice Cream Militia. Go. Ice Cream Militia. Why? Why the name? Yes. It's a funny story like every other story. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure it is. Let's hear it. Okay, so the original so the original lineup was myself, Jake oh. myself on drums, uh Jake on guitar keys and vocals, Jared on bass and vocals, mm. and our buddy Logan Alexander. On guitar and vocals, he's in a band called uh, Inner Circle Avenue. Okay, he does with his siblings. Um, I used to I used to play with him, but uh, <clears throat> just creative differences, and then I see him just kind of worked better for me. But um, was, Inner Circle Avenue's killing it, so their thing's awesome. Anyway, we were <clears throat> we we're gonna jam at Logan's one day. We mm. should jam at Jake's because he has a house. He had a house right by UT. Yeah, and we're all you know UT students, so <clears throat> excuse me, right by campus. But for every reason, we jammed at Logan's, and he lives up in Blissfield, which is no big deal. So we drove up to Blissfield. No one was home. Yeah, so Logan's like, oh, I'm about 15 minutes out. I'll be right there. Because his fam, he has two siblings and his parents, but mm-hmm. they weren't there. So he's kind of sat in front of the house. An ice cream truck rolls up, and he lives in a subdivision. So it rolls up, and we're like, yo, <laughs> ice cream, right? Yeah. So we go, we go up, and I'm, like, I'm going to get that. Batman bomb pop dude, hell yeah with the gum, yeah, with the, the gumball, gumball eyeballs, eyeballs. Yeah, yeah man. So, <laughs> so I don't know. You think when you when you see an ice cream truck guy, they're like happy, like hey, what's up? Because it's ice cream, and you can't be sad with ice cream. Mm. Um, but the guy's just kind of like, hey, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, I'm like, like talking to a cinder block. And I'm like, uh. Batman bomb pop with gumballs, please. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I was just like, okay, he, d- he really hates his life. All right, right, cool. But hey, fuck it, ice cream. But <clears throat> the weirdest part about that was, was he had five or six kids, ch- like little kids, chilling in the truck. Oh, oh so he had a little a little army with him. Yeah. It was like a, it was like daddy daycare in a fucking ice cream <laughs> truck, man. But they were just staring at us. And then Jake, Jared, and I were just like. Yeah. Okay, give us the ice cream and then get the fuck out. So it was a very strange occurrence that happened mm-hmm. to you and your friends. <clears throat> exactly. And then, you know, Logan eventually got there. We, you know, we set up in the basement. Mm. Uh, we were telling the story. And then Jake's like, yeah, it was kind of like referring to the kids. He's uh-huh. like, yeah, it was like kind of like a little ice cream militia in there. Like, which is funny because you say army. Yeah. You know, and we all we laugh at that. I think right. it's funny. But at the, and then at the time, we didn't have a name. Mm. Coming up with a band name sucks. So we're like, yeah. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you the other names we threw out. Yeah. Because I, I guarantee if someone said it, it dissolved that quickly. And I think I want to take credit, but I think I'm the one who said, you know, ice cream militia is not a, a bad idea. <laughs> and then, and then it stuck. Here's yeah. how. 
here's how easy it was. A lot of, <clears throat> even for podcasting, people will come up with a name and then Google it to see that it's not taken in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. We didn't do that because we knew no one else would be stupid enough to be called the Ice Cream Militia. We didn't do the research. We just yeah. went along with it. And then, and then it turns out. And then from there, we kind of built the brand of Lactose Tolerant Rock. Okay. okay. But the, what's funny is our, su- our subject matter with songs has nothing to do with ice cream, right. truthfully. I mean, first lick, it's like the first taste. Yeah. That was just like an intro. Right. Chocolate covered nonsense. Like, okay, like a Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> but and then kind kind of like with heavy stuff, pot heavy stuff. Isaac came up with the name. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind it kind of derives from him and I both really enjoy heavy metal music. Yeah, but it's not a heavy metal podcast. We may reference it, but we also talk about heavy shit. Mm. He- well, not like sad, like depressing, but like we talk about some, as Spike Lee says it, some for real, for real shit. You know what I mean? We just get on a real level and. We kind of use so real. We just kind of use those no, term like heavy the fir- stuff. The fir- the first like thing I heard when I first started listening <clears throat> was like you guys were immediately launching into your dicks. And I just <laughs> have a friend. I have a friend who um, <clears throat> he's funny. He has kind of like he him and his buddy do a podcast where they just talk about things. Oh, uh, which know? which one is it called? Uh, it's called Thinky Thoughts with Bentley and what? I'm sorry, Bentley, but Bentley he's a serial guest of mine who comes on. He's out of. Um, He's out of Oregon. Fuck. What's your say? Salem, Oregon. Sure. Okay. Um, so Bentley likes to refer. I think this is what he said. And if I'm fucking up the quote, I'm sorry, Bentley. But he says, he says, uh, yeah, uh, uh, podcast. Uh, uh, what was it? He was referring to his podcast. He's like, yeah, like everybody else is two white guys talking about their dicks. And that's like. That's pretty much what it is. It's that- like. <laughs> I think also another thing people love, we like to make podcasts because we want to hear ourselves talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, that too. Yeah. It, it, and that's the thing too. It's like when people tell me, like when I, for like potential guests, they're like, I don't know what I would talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm like bullshit because I know exactly, like I know the, I, I know where musicians come from. I've talked to some musicians who would be quote hard to talk to. Yeah. You you can't. The thing is, is you can't go into an interview si- situation like that. It's like so. With, how's like, the weather? Yes, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, when did you start? Blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. just these like cookie cutter questions. And for, I mean, first of all, you're putting a wall between two people when you start off. Yeah, like man. That. You like you first. You're putting when you're when you're asking these like blank questions that just these cookie cutter questions like. Where did Ice Cream Militia, where'd the name come from? Mm. Like, that story means something to you, but to me, I was like, eh, that's okay. It's not yeah. that funny to me. But no offense, <laughs> I'm sure, like, it was, it's a laugh riot for you and your buddies. But, like, to me, I, it's just not that interesting to mm. me. Again, no offense, don't take that wrong. But it's, but it's like, when you ask these, like, cookie-cutter questions, you, you're putting this wall, this, like, this fake... Like, like back, you're not, you're not, it's coming, back and forth. It's just way right, too back and right. forth. You're it's not, not a flow. You're not connecting. Yeah. You're not connecting. And, and that's what I love about podcasts like uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast, which I guess is 10 is idiot now. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it used to be called The Nerdist. Yeah. And like it kind of starts. Oh, The Nerdist. Yeah. Yeah. It starts out the same kind of like with that whole like it starts out where the mic turns on when you when you drop into a conversation. It's they're already in the conversation. And, and that's what, and that's kind of what you did. It's exactly I like that. where I stole I like it from. That. It's exactly where I stole You're like, from. oh, I'm recording. I'm like, oh shit. But that's yeah, what makes sense. But the the idea behind that, I think, for me, is that when you are naturally in a conversation, 
and you, that person you're already connecting with them right uh, you already I, have a rapport even though that like our rapport before we started talking into the mic was like hey handshake i'm gonna go pee and then you're like i'm gonna go pee and then it was right into it so like <laughs> that was our introduction and that but but through that you kind of sat down and we were already in it i like that so, man so it's it's it's, it's I like might have to I might have to go, consider that concept for mine. Well, That's and okay. you guys aren't like an interview show, so you guys are just shit shooting, well, shooting the shit. So it's a do. little easier, we, but you're kind of talking to each other. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: we do we do do interviews. Oh, I I've only listened <clears throat> to half of the third episode. Hey, so no, it's I'm, all good. <laughs> well, like like I said, we we're having host issues, but mm. our it's like the hidden episode. <laughs> but I mean, so for right now, if you want to listen to heavy stuff podcast, I probably recommend SoundCloud is mm-hmm. the best way to do it. I discovered yours on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, that's where my, yeah. But, like, I know it's on Apple and Spotify and all that, but that's where I first heard. And on Spotify. I just got on Spotify, just by the way. Oh, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Anyways, go ahead. Hell yeah. No, you guys, so, like, for right now, Heavy Stuff Podcast on SoundCloud. Uh That's probably the best way at the moment. I know know SoundCloud is an app, and it's really easy to use on your phone. So, for right now, that's the best way I can do, the best way to listen to it. But shortly, shortly, we'll be on all streaming sites. Mm. But, um, yeah, for our first interview uh, was with a girl named Kelsey we went to high school with. And what's nice about a lot of the people we're interviewing, at least we're starting off with, they're, they're people, they're people yeah. we know. Yeah. So we don't have to go through, like, the whole meeting. <clears throat> you I got to go pee. Now you got to go pee. Yeah. Hey, now we're recording. But, yeah, no, dude, you're not connecting really well. Yeah. I just, I just know some there are some situations where you're not as lucky, and it's like, Yes. So, but you like I, looking at your watch, like, hey, what's up? But um, I'm sure. But even that, even then, um, I think a good someone who's good at what they do can still get a, like, still get something out of that. Yeah. Something usable, and, and and to sit there and sort of like in your own head, kind of give up on the conversation mm-hmm. is totally like the wrong way to go about it. It sucks, man. It, when you recognize someone is kind of like talking to a cinder block, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm having an interview with this fucking, you know, this wall right here. Yeah. Um, you really just got to rely on just. Uh, it's really just trying to find something that connects, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's it's a weird thing. Like <clears throat> I connected with a guest once because we both used to be obese, like super obese. Really? Kids. So and like that was something that just kind of came out on mm-hmm. accident in the in the, the conversation I thought was kind of dry. Yeah, sure. And like the way that they were uh, the way they were responding to me was like an answer uh, question answer question answer kind of thing that they were trying to they mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out the groove of w- that we were just trying to have a conversation yeah and so I like how you and I were talking th- about like all the Cali Roots bands <clears throat> like all the reggae because like you play you play reggae we play right. reggae you listen to all the bands that you know and that we all right. know them like you know a guy like the guy in Hyrie. Yeah, we played. We played with his motherfucking little brother. Yeah. He's not a little dude at all. He's like six foot something. That's, he yeah. looks like Andre the Giant, kind of. That's amazing. <laughs> no, and, and Blaine. Like no me offense, and Blaine, Patrick. Andre rules. Me and Blaine were set to. We we're gonna start jamming together mm-hmm. and like start trying to work together. I know Jake. Jake's met him because I think he saw Hyrie open for someone. Oh, and basically, like when you know went back, they met. He yeah. met him somehow. I was like, dude, I know your brother Patrick because Patrick, like you know, like all these guys in marching band. Mm-hmm. Really great trombone player, and so is Michael. All of our, <clears throat> every all eleven of us, I think, are awesome. Mm. And that's nice. Yeah, it's nice of you to say. Even 
hey, I want to show up on Sunday, and then they're like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, what? No, it's actually Michael. <laughs> he can fucking work on some rudimental <laughs> shit, man. He's kind of slipping on his scales. I don't Patrick, know. Patrick likes to ball bust me though, but he's a good, he's a good dude. It's our friendship. You know how it is. So, so we're 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 gonna wrap up. We're <coughs> we're two oh si- we're two hours and six minutes in. I didn't think I'd be and, that interesting for I, two hours, man. And I have to hold. piss like a racehorse. Oh, I do too, but it's fine, man. Um, you want to hold hands? <laughs> we can, we can, we can hold it. Uh, let let's just, <coughs> you know what? Let's fucking end it. Let's just end it. I was going to ask some questions, but I have to pee so bad that we're just going to end it here. It's all good. So please tell us how we can find uh, Ice Cream Militia and, um, you know, anything else you want to plug. Yeah, ICM. ICM and heavy stuff. So ICM at pretty much Facebook.com slash Ice Cream Militia, Instagram and Twitter at Ice Cream Militia, Um, all lowercase, no extra characters. We have Chocolate Cover Nonsense, our 11-song full-length album available on wherever you stream your music. Um, Do you got any any, uh, CDs available? Yep, we have have CDs available. We have merch available. Um, I'm not sure when this episode is going to be aired. It's going to be a few weeks. A few weeks? Maybe three weeks to a month. Three weeks to a month. You got a show coming up? Yeah, we have a couple shows coming up. uh, But if it's aired, so we played... Let me think. We played... March second, March sixteenth. Uh-huh. Uh, so at this point, we'll probably be up to late, late March, maybe mid late March. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm terrible at nope. telling people anything about this. Nope, all good. Um, I know for April, we have April second in UT. Oh, okay. Where at? Uh, in their auditorium. It's for like a charity, oh, okay. charity like. What, what, what's like a local thing going on in the next couple of weeks? Right. Uh, oh, just, sorry. Just so if I can go, I would like to go. Yeah. Okay. Um. The March March second and the sixteenth, both at Ottawa Tab. <clears throat> excuse me, Ottawa Tavern. Okay. Uh, then April second, UT, and then April twelfth, we're doing Inner Circle Avenue's album release show. I believe that is at Frankie's. Oh, okay. But that's April twelfth. Pretty much most of April. Well, <clears throat> we haven't really made an announcement, but, but by the time you hear this, we probably have. We're recording pretty much all of April with Travis oh, Guyman sweet. at Bigfoot. We're making six or seven new songs. Featuring Push Pops. Hey. So all of our new songs with the Push Pops, it's going to be a little different than uh, Chocolate Covered Nonsense, but we're getting our all of our Push Pop dudes in the studio with us. And tra- here's what's cool. Travis is a trombone player. Oh, sweet. So he tr- and he, he totally gets it, and he's all for it. So that that's everything with Ice Cream Militia. We plan to do some dope shit this summer, so be in the lookout for that. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. Wait, you're so, all good. Is, is there going to be a big difference between chocolate covered nonsense, nonsense, and this? I mean, like you said, it's going <clears> to <throat> be a big change. Like, are you going to still stick with the heavier uh, element, or are you going to go more towards like the big band and a little, little bit of a little bit of both? There's some songs where we get really intense. There's some songs that has like that big brass element, but then there's a lot of like the fam- familiar like reggae, the reggae element, the alternative element a lot of similar elements mm. and then we just we're just trying different stuff we're getting a little more progressive Uh-oh. but that's all all i can say but that's <laughs> that's that's our april so we hope they get that out in may like i said travis guyman bigfoot studios he's the man okay. i can't talk him up even more because he i'm speechless the guy leaves me speechless so that's icm and then heavy stuff podcast um facebook um, working out Twitter, but we're really active on uh, Instagram. So I just uh, I think it's just at Heavy Stuff Podcast. Okay. Um, hopefully by this point we're on iTunes, Spotify, 
and all your major stuff. But I'd hi- probably until we make an announcement or whatever. Uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. I would download the app, mm. but if you've listened to your computer, that's fine. Uh, but the app is really, really, really easy to use. It's pretty much the same. Right. Um, it's underrated. Shout, shout out to SoundCloud. But uh, no, that's what that's who hosts mine. Okay, cool. But um, yep. So that's <clears throat> that's everything we got. Um, looking to do big things with both. Like it, my mate, and like we were talking about like the musician thing. Like mm. we're creative people. Um, <clears throat> heavy stuff is just like a creative outlet. Mm. We'll see where it takes us, but it's a creative outlet. Um. Because, <clears throat> you know, mu- music's amazing, but I like doing different kind of stuff. Yeah, you got you to mix it up, man. Absolutely. And I have that, you know, I kind of have a background with broadcasting with that internship. It was really that internship that turned me on to the idea of radio and broadcasting right. in some medium. Um, so podcasting is like the next best thing. So that was kind of the brainchild. And Isaac's a very eccentric. He's, like, he's kind of like a mad scientist. Like he's a very... He's a funny motherfucker, interesting motherfucker, but he's one of my best friends. I love you, dude. And he uh, makes it a lot of fun. He he helps a lot with like the technical stuff. God, yeah. Um But that's me, man. And Mike, dude, thank you. Thank you so no much problem, for having man. me, man. This was Damn. hella fun. Yeah, man. And thanks for coming out and meeting me in this weird little basement thing. I like it, man. I do too. I love it too. But I'm gonna go pee. So I'm gonna go pee too, man. Tanner Wirtz, everybody, from Ice Cream Militia. Go get yourself some. Later, y'all. Thank you, Tanner, for meeting me at the library and and, and sharing your story with me. Uh, again, Ice Cream Militia, go check them out. They're on the Face Space and the in the Instagrams, and I'll put all those links in the show notes. Uh, and and then go check out their their albums on Spotify and and all, everywhere you can stream your music. Um, uh, go also go to rainymystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the new album, 1018. It is uh, fabulous. I had the honor of penning a few of the songs on the album alongside my wife and uh, we're very proud of the album. So please go check it out uh, at rainymystique.com. You can get your physical copies there or you can go stream it on the YouTubes and the Spotify's and the, and the Google Plays and the titles and all that good stuff wherever you get your digital music. You can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> write the show, let us know what you think and how we're doing. You can also share the show or rate the show or, or rate the show. Oh my God. I... I swear, I need to slow down on my weed intake because it's really fucking me up lately. It's just my my short-term memory recall is just terrible. It's awful. I'm losing track of what I'm saying in real time as I'm saying it. It's just just no good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you can leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast, and it, it, it helps. It just helps. Uh, also, if you're in the Austin area, please do go check out uh, the Skanks Roots Project. We're playing today at, as of the release of this podcast today, March 13th, 2019. Uh, if you're in the Austin, Texas area, please come out to the normal cannabis kickoff um, at the Flamingo Cantina. We play at 5. The event starts at noon, I think. So it goes all afternoon. So go down there and 
I, I know Texas is kind of stringent with their weed laws. So I know when normal showed up to events in California, we were getting free weed. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the case this time, but uh, a boy can dream. A boy can dream. Okay, guys, that's it for me. I'll see you guys next week. I'll probably still be in Austin, but no, wait. No, I'll be back by then, but I'm going to pre-record all this shit because I can, I'm can. i going to have a scheduled release because I, uh, I, I know that once I get back in from Austin, um, I'm not going to feel like doing this. So I'm going to do it all before I leave so I can just come back and get my shit together, put all get all my shit in one sock as they say and uh you know and 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 continue with my life here in Ohio. Um looking forward to Texas. Looking forward to in and out. Fuck what a burger. <laughs> Sorry, Texas. I just can't take. I, I just Whataburger compared to In and Out. It just it doesn't compare. I'm sorry. Whataburger's not that good. I tried it. Okay, I was hungry when I tried it, so I, I had a legit. I I, I you know I, I had a good. It was a good representation of the burger because I was hungry, and I wanted something to eat, and I wanted a burger, and I was like, you know, we're gonna try this Whataburger, because everybody loses their shit about it. Very disappointed. Very disappointed. Could have went to an In and Out actually. I've I, I I chose to go to Whataburger over an In and Out. Okay, just to try Whataburger. I was so disappointed. Never again. Never forget. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys in Austin. Fresh.